0: There it is! Oh, okay, no, no, no! no.
1: We at Coco Talk would like to thank the patrons who sponsor our show. So thanks go to Al Hartman, Alan Huffman, Alan Murphy, Blair Ledoux, Brendan Donaghy, Brian Joyce, Brian Weasler, Christina Armstrong, D. Bruce Moore, Davey Mitchell, Diego, Disney Saints fan, Eric Canales. Fedor Stamen, Grant Leedy, Jason Bucata, Jason Downs, Jenna Farron, Ken Reichert, Kyle Etter, Malfunk, Michael Pitsley, Paul Fiscarelli, Paul Shoemaker, Richard Lorbieski, Rob Inman, Steven Wagner, Steve Bjork, Terry Steen, Terry Steggy, The Backyard Shed Gang, Tom C., Tom S., and Tim Lindner. Thank you ever so much, patrons. Coco Talk is an unscripted live broadcast. Anything can and will happen. The views and opinions expressed by members of the panel and the live audience are their own and not necessarily those of the Coco Talk show, its sponsors, affiliates, or subsidiaries. Open minds encouraged. Sense of humor recommended. If any off-color comments were made, we're sorry.
2: Hi, this is Dale Lear, designer of TRS80 Color Baseball, and you're listening to Coco Talk. <laughs>
3: This is Coco Talk, the world's leading live talk show featuring the Tandy Calore computer. It's time to drop your socks, grab your real time clocks, and let's rock.
0: Cocoa Talk is rocking the 8-bit world, keeping the tandy flame alive. We may be mocked, but we'll never stop. Cause Coco Talk is rocking the 8-bit.
1: Good afternoon everybody and welcome to everyone's favorite talk show, Coco Talk. We have a very special occasion this week, episode 162. We're gonna call Space Talk because we're gonna be blowing stuff up in the air, cause America. Coco Talk is rocking the it, world,
0: keeping the tiny flame alive. We may be mocked, but we'll never stop. Cause Coco Talk is rockin' the A Big World.
1: All right, good afternoon everybody, one and all, welcome, welcome, welcome. We have solved the world's biggest conundrum because today two important things were gonna happen and you had to make the Sophie's choice. What do I get to do? What do I have to miss? We have the SpaceX launch and we have Cocoa Talk. How can we choose between one or the other? The good news is you don't have to and you're welcome. We will be providing live coverage of the SpaceX launch during this very program as it happens because the world needs Cocoa, the world needs space. You all know that. We've got a great panel. We've got a great show in store for you. Before we get into the panel, um, I, I think there's something I'd like to just um, bring up briefly. Now, um, I'm not sure how many people are aware, if you've been watching the news lately or not, but apparently, uh, and I did check Snopes, so this is not fake news, but apparently we're in the middle of this thing that the kids these days call a pandemic. I'm um, not sure if you heard about this or not, but it is happening, and it's been affecting apparently some people's lives. And so I thought that even though we're mostly retro-focused that we should um, have some social responsibility too, to address um, something uh, particularly related to this pandemic. So let's go ahead and run that clip right now, if I can find it. Where is it? Okay, here it goes. In these difficult, trying, and uncertain times, the world has changed. The way we work, travel, and Interact has gone digital. Tandy and Radio Shack have been using safe social practices and empowering people with technology to work remotely for over four decades. Coco Talk has been meeting online with Skype, Discord, and Zoom to safely connect people for years. When you want safety, technology, and social collaboration, turn to Tandy, Radio Shack, and Coco Talk. Innovating by example. And there you have it. Crick- cool Crickets. Uh, <laughs> helps under that soundboard. Something you we could it. hear
4: over and over again.
1: That's right. All right. That's
2: when you see Fletcher got work again. That's
1: awesome. <laughs> uh, and that's what I spent the past nine hours this morning working on, and it just flatlined. And that's no, what I, it was That's funny. Okay. That was good. That, that's
2: okay. We we're all soaking it
1: in. <laughs> well, all right, so we got a great panel for you today. Let's go around the room and let's see who's here. We have got a man whose name is so nice we must say it thrice. It's Nick Marota. Nick Marota. Nick Marota. Welcome, Nick. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Good to hello. see you guys. We have our backup engineer. I believe he is somewhere live right now in Houston. Uh, Mark Bosley is here. Hey, Mark. Hello. You've seen him on the bridge of the Enterprise, but he's currently in Arizona. Ron DelVoe is here. Hello, hello. Speaking of outer space, we've got L. Curtis Boyle with us. Good day. I'm not sure how that correlated, but that's okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He knows the way to San Jose, and he knows a thing or two about Pi DriveWire. It's Mikey. Hello, Mikey.
5: Hey, guys. How's it going today?
1: Excellent, excellent, excellent. We have a very special guest with us today, Mr. Tim Lindner is here. Hello, Tim. Hi, everybody. Thank you for being here. We have the Coco Man himself from CocoMan.biz. It's Jason Reichard. Hey, Jason. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Polly Walnuts Fiscarelli is in the house. Hey Polly, how are you? Yo, how you doing? It's good how to you, be here. How you doing? We I'm have, doing just fine. All right. We, <laughs> we got we got the backup singer to Z Top. Rick Eulens here with the beard. <laughs> Howdy. <laughs> all. I'm sorry, I should have said Zed Zed Top. Um all the way from is it Denmark? Where are you, Simon? Simon Jonathan is here. Are you in Denmark, Simon? yeah it was last time i looked okay I, I, I can't keep up with you you're all you're all over the place all right so, <laughs> <laughs> and the panel's moving around alan murphy is here welcome alan
6: groovy greetings everyone
1: i believe he's on the road somewhere probably going to get some apple crap mark d overholzer is here hey mark
6: hey there. just
2: on vacation
1: in eastern washington state uh eastern washington state excellent excellent Mr. Dave6809 is here from O Canada. Hey, Dave, how's it going, eh? Hi, everybody. Welcome to the program. The Thunder from Down Under, <laughs> Nicholas Marentes, is here. G'day, Nick. G'day, everyone. We have The Slayer, Paul Thayer, author of this week's Game of the Week Timberman, is here. Hey, Paulie. Hey, hey, hey. And then I do have a question from David Ladd. David, are you excited to be here today?
7: Oh, hell yeah, everyone. I'm ready to see how this train wreck goes down the rails today. I've got home at 4 a.m. from a land party, retro style, overnight. So I'm tired, I'm pumped, and I'm full of caffeine. Let's get this show on the road. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Or well, something, anyway. I, I'm, I'm drinking a David Ladd right now.
1: Yes. Uh, I'm glad I'm, I asked.
8: Unusually subdued David Ladd.
1: I'm not sure if I'm glad I asked or if I'm sorry I asked. In the live chat, we have Ken Reichert. We have Chris West, Tim Franklin. Nimble is out there. And Kevin Holloway, Nick Marotta. Uh We have James Jones in the live chat. David Ladd, Curtis Boyle, Mark B., Tim Franklin, I believe I've said hi to the live chat. Hello, hello, everybody. So the clock is ticking. We do need to um, get into the Game On segment. I think there's one more clip that we do want to run before we get into the Game On segment, and that would be um, everyone's favorite segment of the show this week. If I could find it, I've got way too much stuff here to look at, and even though I have tried to organize it.
2: Are we stream bot and TimberBot related?
1: Ah, uh, they could be. They could. Here we go. Here we go. Here's time for everyone's favorite segment of the show. It's time for everyone's favorite segment. Who's new to Discord this week? Well, this week we send out a welcome to MacGyver DB, David Brenneman. West Video, Chris West. Saburo from Japan. And Timberbot. And a special thanks go to David Ladd, Rob Inman, Alpen Grace, Paul Fiscarelli, Terry Steggy and our patrons for boosting the server. Join us on Discord by going to discord.cocotalk.live. All right, hello and welcome to Discord. Hello, hello. All right, so we are going to jump right into the Game On segment of the show and the Game On results and all that good stuff. Nick Morota, are you ready for me to press these buttons?
2: I am ready.
1: Okay, 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 and here we go. And now,
3: Coco Thoughts by Samuel Gimes. Sometimes the Coco is. is. Uh, I never wanted to be a thinker at all. I wanted to be a timberman. The colorful graphics, the unlockable characters. Ron I'm the timberman and I'm okay. I sleep all night and I chop all day. He's the timberman and he's okay. He sleeps all night and he chops all day. I chop at trees from side to side. I cannot tell a lie. If one little tiny branch touches me, I fall right down and die. He's the timberman and he's okay. He sleeps all night and he chops all day. Oh man. Wow.
9: Wow. Beautiful.
2: That was awesome. That's obviously
4: the best one ever.
2: Obviously the best one ever.
1: And this is a professional show. The production quality has always been stellar. That was amazing from Samuel Gimes. So I just wanted to get everybody's reaction there real quick. I did not see thank that. Thank you, Samuel Gimes. Samuel Gimes, thank you. You are too <laughs> kind. And here we go.
10: <laughs> <laughs> High score challenge.
2: <laughs> All right guys, uh, welcome to the uh, High Score Challenge Game Results. Uh, we had a, a really great week this week. We actually had um, over 20 participants, which I think is really, really good. Uh, so let's uh, get to the uh, the list of scores here. And here we go. So 23, 23 participants. R.L. Murphy with one point. Rogelia with 35. Terry Stege, 206. Dave Searle, 208. Mr. Dave, 237. Joshua, 271. Damon Beals, 277. Ben Drake, 303. Just Mike, 304. David Ladd, 326. Butterball, 327. Diego, 350. Alpin Grace 352. Tom C., 357. Pat Lord, 361. Rob Inman, 361. Buck Owens, 363. David Croker, 366. Paul Shoemaker, 368. Paul Fiscarelli, 376. OG Stevie Stroh, 378. Redbeard, Polly T, 379. Yeah. And book your ski trips to hell, everybody, because number one was me, on 392. <laughs> nice. Yeah, All that's right. a surprise. Uh... I have to say. Um, thank you, and thank you for Paul Fair, who's actually here, uh, for creating such a fantastic game. Uh, Paul, I didn't talk to you about this ahead of time, but I don't know if you want to talk a little bit as to um, developing the game and uh, any memories you have of it or any.
11: Ah, uh, God, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> great interview thank you i mean i had a I had a good time i learned a significant bit um you know it was the first time doing any kind of assembly programming uh and i'm just glad everybody had a really good time with it this week we did Um, go ahead so thank you very much
9: we should also point
1: out that simon jonason who's here too also um helped tim with this project so thank you simon for being a an outstanding community member and, and sharing your madness with the world. A mentor.
4: Yes. Anyway. I would have played, but my hatchet was out being ground.
11: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah, like I said, this is one of our more popular weeks. So obviously it was very well received. And um, so you were figuring the maximum possible score would probably be, be what, before 15 or so you were saying?
11: That's right. it I, just gets to... Somewhere in the... 14s yeah because uh i i don't remember the exact number but after play testing yeah it was somewhere around 410 412 415 yeah, something it gets like
2: that. nuts it's amazing though. a lot of the scores were clustered around between three and three and 400 so yeah uh, everybody was doing uh, uh really well on this game i thought because um, it, it gets crazy
11: yeah after about um, 370 it starts to get really cranking so yeah
2: yeah you can't stop at all so well, what kind of controllers did you guys find work best? I was using a digital Sega game. Not I mine. like that.
6: <laughs> Not mine. Yeah, the score of one came from when the controller flipped to the wrong side, right under the branch, and I literally died the instant the game started. It's like, <laughs> okay, I think I need a little tuning here. I got to uh, 206 total, ew, overall, but that one was just like, you know, it just figures with my last name. I think I'll send this in.
2: Exactly. <laughs> I wanted to immortalize that. So, uh, uh,
11: this is probably contrary to popular belief, but uh, m- or popular opinion, but my favorite to use is the Deluxe.
2: Oh,
1: wow. Yep. I don't like the button on the Deluxe. I find it to be just too awkward to rapid mash. Long throw. And, and I... Um, I ended up using a Sega gamepad, generic Sega gamepad with the digital uh, adapter on my Coco 3, and I loved that. That button was so mushable. I could rapidly mush the button, and I could just thumb pad left and right and quickly whip back and forth with a single tap and single tap and mash the hell out of that button. It worked out really good for me.
2: So you had said last week, Paul, that there was the this, this secret unlockable. I assume we we did get that, right? Was that you with the guitar? Yes. All right,
11: I'm not listed as one of the unlockable characters, but if you get 375 or higher, I will appear.
2: And I'm not a big fan of smashing guitars, but it was pretty cool. So, well, nothing happens as a guitar. Just oh, it's three. amazing! I know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> for those not aware, guitar is known as an axe, man. It is when you're
2: cool, like Steven, you know the lingo. That's right. So, if
12: you get 415, do you get a double neck or what?
11: <laughs>
12: yeah. Why don't you try
11: somebody try and find out. That's what happens.
6: Well, the answer is no. You publish the source code.
1: Now, if you can, if you <laughs> if you can actually um, manage to get a zero score, you unlock the ukulele.
2: <laughs> Steve, I'm thinking something I can't really say right now, but
12: uh... yeah, I am too, Nick. It should be a negative score to get the ukulele. <laughs> okay, <Nick. that's>...
2: <laughs> <laughs> these are my friends. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. So thank you very much for this game, Paul. I'm really, I'm yeah, I'm was, I was really glad to see that uh, people responded well to it. And uh, you had a few people pick up a copy this weekend. Eh? Yeah. So that's really good. I like to uh, show what's uh, out there for the, in the community with con- uh, continuing software and hardware development. And if we can, we can um, support the developers and keep things going. It's really fantastic. So does anybody else have anything to talk about with, uh, with, well, Paul, we have, do you uh, want
1: to do you want to mention the fact that you know what was what was the inspiration for making this game? Like where you got you know when you know what was without uh, me saying it, I was going to give you the chance to say it. So, oh yeah, well,
11: I mean, I got the inspiration from of uh, the phone app of the same name, um, and mm-hmm. the fact that it was very the graphics are very similar to what you could produce on a Color Computer three, and I'm like, well, that looks like that might be easy to pull off so yeah really well transited
6: but you learned better right
11: it, uh what
6: but you learned better it really wasn't easy to pull off <laughs> you still did it but
11: yeah it wasn't quite that easy no have
4: what? you thought about uh different um games that you can come up with with the same you know similar fashion working
11: thing no
2: like, are you interested in porting any other mobile games over, I guess, would be a question.
11: Um, there's been a few, yeah. I mean, before I wrote this one, I wrote Locked in Basic, and that was that was close to – that was a phone app that I found. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I didn't do that one in assembly or anything like that, so.
1: Now, we're getting a little bit of background noise from somebody, so it ask people to kind of self-mute when you're not speaking. Yeah. Um, the, and I mentioned this when we were talking about this in, in chat on Discord. This is not the first time a mobile game was ported to the Coco. And the first one I recall... Actually, well, there was also Flagon Bird that uh, Steve Bamford, a.k.a. Bosco, did. So Steve Bamford uh, ported a game called Flappy Bird, where you just kind of move up and down as you're scrolling across the screen. So that was ported to the Dragon Color computer. And I believe it was even ported to the uh, MC10. Yes, and, and by the way, I would like to say for the record, for years now, I've been saying that the MC10 is incredible. It's a fantastic machine. It's wonderful. Amazing people developed for it. Uh, Jim Gary, incredible guy, making amazing software. Um, so Flag and Bird was a retro uh, uh, app ported to the Coco family. And then Lee Patterson did Bouncy Ball, which was based on an iPhone game that looked retro-ish that he ported to the Cocoa. And then he ported the Cocoa version back to the iOS in a game he called Bouncy Ball NG for Next Generation. And by the way, Simon Jonason also helped Lee Patterson with that. So surprise, surprise, when people are making projects, Simon's usually helping out there. So this is the third. Um, what
4: about the Dino one?
1: Dino War. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was retro when it when retro was original. Oh, Run Dino Run too. Yes, ported from. That's yeah, based mobile. on a yeah. Google game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the web browser, right. actually. So, so there cool. there has been a number of now things ported to the Coco that were inspired by mobile stuff, um, and so it's almost like a tradition now. So it's kind of cool to see that.
11: It's. I think that's why his nickname is the Invisible Man.
1: Hmm. It's behind the scenes.
11: He's always behind something. <laughs>
1: uh, now fun game absolutely fun game very well polished very professional looking that the the first game i've seen for the coco with unlockable characters which is a it's a common theme now in modern games but it's the first retro system based game that has that unlockable characters and it was in this run that we did that i got the last three unlockable characters um, a matter of fact simon jonason is one of the unlockable characters the madman He's using a cocoa to chop the tree. Um, Paul Fiscarelli, Paul Thayer was an Easter egg. But I unlocked, uh, I unlocked Paul the Easter egg, and I unlocked the other two guys that required you to get strings of two hundred or three hundred chops three times in a row. So it was those um, are tough. Yeah, Scuba Steve and who was the other one? Um, Homer Simpson looking dude, right? So I unlocked those guys this week playing the game. So it's kind of cool that even though I've had this game for like two years, I got inspired to play it and I got more stuff out of it these past couple days, too. So it was a good good time this week. Uh, and, of, and of course,
12: you did the uh, the Christmas edition one, too, where you kind of changed things up a little bit as well. Yeah, that was
1: neat.
2: Yeah, I like the Christmas edition with the snow. And, yeah, it's really cool. So people played that one, and uh, they're identical. And, yeah, it was really cool.
11: Yeah, I was actually trying to fit that into as an expansion to the actual main game. Um, but the way I coded the uh, cycle for, like, when you're in the character selection screen, um, for some reason, I couldn't get any more in there, and I wasn't gonna mess with it too hard. So I just kind of mm,
2: yeah.
11: wrote a demo, and I'm like, you know what? I can actually give this away for everybody. So oh, yeah.
2: nice of you. Mm-hmm. yes. Okay. So should we? Uh, so aside from the the human players we had playing, we had somebody take it upon themselves to challenge themselves to create an automated player. And that player was known as Timberbot. And uh, here to talk about that is uh, Tim Lindner.
13: Oh, I didn't make Timberbot. <laughs> but yeah, I did make a, a, a robot playing Timberman. And I thought you I, called
2: it Tim the Real Timberbot. Anyway, so. Oh, yeah. I got confused yes. with the names. Okay. Yeah.
13: Yes, it is the Real Timberbot because I think it has the high score of 410.
2: Tim Lindnerbot.
13: Tim, <laughs> Timbobot.
2: <laughs> Timbobot. So yeah, go talk, talk about so, so, show So show us what you've done.
13: So I should be sharing my screen. You are. Uh, I have my uh, YouTube video up showing the the 410 I got. Very proud of that. Um, I used MAME. MAME has a scripting engine called Lua, and it was rather quite easy. Um, Line number 10 here, I test to make sure that I'm on the play screen, not the menu screen. Uh, This pixel 200, 30 is a, a green color. Um, for the main play screen. And then I test for brown, a brown pixel on the left-hand side and either move the joystick all the way to the left or all to the way to the right. <laughs> for, <laughs> for button pushing, I found that uh, I couldn't be alternating uh, button pushing on each frame. I had to hold down for two frames and let go for three frames. And that's when I finally got my, uh, my high score of 410. And this bit of code just runs every frame at the start of the frame and uh, never stops. And that is the long and the short of the uh, robot.
1: So go back and show the video for those who haven't seen the video. What is it like to get a flawless victory in uh, in Timberman here?
11: I've gotten a higher score than that, than that robot has just Ooh. to let you know.
1: <laughs> I mean, look how fast this fricking thing is going. It's so funny <laughs> it's to watch. It's insane. It is absolutely freaking insane. He's already at 300.
5: Yeah, I wish I could play like that.
11: Yeah.
1: That's pretty much how I work. That's
9: how <laughs> I
5: work.
11: <laughs> nice.
1: And I like how he's got the animated finger tapping on the screen. It's like it would be on the mobile. Uh, 410 <laughs> points. 410 points. Absolutely insane. Now, but you were not the first Timberbot because there was a Timberbot who joined Discord this week.
9: There is at, another mysteriously there.
1: So the original Timberbot, should we say, the real Timberbot? So there was classic Timberbot. There bot. was there was a Timberbot out of nowhere. We got a, a new member to Discord. This Timberbot character, and then we started seeing screenshots. And new screenshots kept getting better and better and better as the week went on. So um, I am, myself, am very curious to know who or what this Timberbot is, the original Timberbot. But that's really cool what you did there, uh, Tim- Timbo. I really like that. So how do we how do we get to the bottom of this mystery? Where's uh, Scooby and the gang? Are we going to un- unmask <laughs> Old Man Jenkins and see who Timberbot is here? What's the deal, Nick Murata?
2: Yes, I believe we found some secret footage of Timberbot, if you could go ahead and okay, roll Okay, should that. I go ahead and roll that footage? Okay,
1: here we go.
9: I am Timberbot.
0: I chop things up and put.
1: Okay, you guys can't hear that, so let me let me reshare the screen so you guys can hear it. So give me one second here. Sorry about All that. All I see
11: is your. F- oh, there you go.
1: All right, you guys ready? Okay.
9: I am Timberbot. I chop things up and put them down. All your timber are belong to us. You can challenge me, but I must break you.
1: god so what was that 419? What was 419 419 419 was the was the best score with the total best score of 991 so I believe shenanigans might be called here
11: so the, um, the secret the,
2: Timberman is going to reveal himself
11: I'm going to tell you that the highest score that I've seen is equal 78 <laughs> the first number didn't even register
4: oh my goodness <laughs> so if you play this spot a second time you're not going to get a different answer are you no
1: it might be yeah. because it's random right the, the way the i don't know i don't know anything about bots on unfortunately and as far as i knew that was all science fiction type stuff but apparently bots are among us and bots are invading our challenges here <laughs> and they um, look
11: like they p- could play in zz top
1: they- <laughs> 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 so i i still don't know the origins of this Timberbot bot character are is the truth out there
14: so I might be able to reveal a little bit of truth on that one.
2: <laughs>
9: okay. Uh,
14: fess up, mister. So uh yeah, Timberbot was uh, my creation. I had started trolling the uh high score challenge uh screenshots earlier in the week uh before he was uh disqualified and justly so. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, So um I didn't. I didn't realize Tim was working on his, and uh, there was a little bit of banter between Tim and uh, Timberbot earlier in the week, so that was interesting. And then I saw Tim's video last night, and I'm like, "Oh, uh, I think I can beat that one." So, <laughs> hold um, my beer. Yeah, hold my beer. <laughs> so, uh, a little bit about Timberbot. Um, yeah, he basically uh, he's playing on a physical Coco three, and uh, I'll show you exactly what I've got going on right here. So. Um, I'll switch over to the uh, magic behind the scenes. And basically, I've got uh, an Arduino set up here and uh, just a little bit of circuitry um, on the breadboard here. And basically, all it is is an Arduino that's controlling the gameplay. And uh, the way that I've got it set up is I've got uh, this cable right here, which is going to a Cocoa joystick connector plugged into the back of my Coco 3. I've got power going to the Arduino. And I basically got uh, have two inputs into the Arduino. One is this green wire, which is an analog input. And that is wired to a couple uh, photoresistors that are wired up in a series uh, differential uh, voltage divider, much like the uh, wiper arm of a Cocoa joystick. And um, this one here is the, let me grab a, something I can point with. This white one here is actually Uh, the fire or the chop rate um, and I just basically have a potentiometer on the board here that uh, I can control the chop rate. The chop rate is this blinking LED right here and I can go all the way down to about two chops, uh, one chop every two seconds or I can speed that all the way up to the fastest input that the game and the cocoa will actually take and that's about seven to eight chops per second right there. And then uh, the two outputs that I have are basically uh, going to the COCO joystick. I've got one here, this green wire, which is the uh, fire button on the joystick. And I've got this yellow wire here, which is the uh, wiper arm for the x-axis. And just to show you guys what I have uh, wired up on my screen here. So uh, yeah, there's uh, TimberBot. So basically what I've got on the, um, see if I can get this to focus. So I've got a couple of photoresistors that are basically uh, attached to the screen. I've got uh, just some monofilament fishing line uh, strung across the screen with a couple of shrouded IDC connectors. And you can kind of see the sensor right up against the screen. And all that is is uh, one of these, if you've ever fooled around with the old electronic kits, it's just one of these uh, photoresistors. So it senses light and it changes the resistance value based on the light input. So um, what I can do, uh, just to show you guys a live demo of it, is uh, I'll switch to. Uh,
4: so there's like no game is sacred anymore.
14: Well, <laughs> I, I, I don't know about that, Ron. <laughs> this, this game was basically pretty well suited to it. I mean, you just had two states uh, where you could have um, you know a branch on either side. And it was pretty easy to uh, sense those. Hey so, Paul, I'm okay if you
11: but- want to show them how you broke the game.
14: Um, okay, we, we we can do that if you want. Hey Ron, Since- just so you know, it's think of it as having more Coco players now. Right?
15: Right, it's interesting. This is a true robot. It's not an emulator pretending to or something it's pushing power buttons and
14: Yeah, it's hooked. it's hooked up to the physical hey. joystick port. Hey, robots are robots. <laughs>
13: <laughs> <laughs>
15: yeah, but this is a physical robot. All it needs is little fingers and uh, servos, and
13: it would be. And it would be a human. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it would be Chopped. scary, yes.
11: Say earlier, you're saying chops per second. That's the new measurement of success.
14: <laughs> so um, I have a little button here uh, that's um, the uh, tied to the joystick button as well, so I can just cycle through to uh, actually start off a game. And what I'm going to do here is move the pins over. We'll get a game started. And we'll stop start at a moderate chop rate of uh, one chop every two seconds. It's going to. Oh, didn't get it up there quick enough. Slow. And as you can see, the button press went way too quick. So we'll uh, start that back up again.
11: Even Timberbot falls to the. Uh... Accidental closure of the
14: game. Yeah, exactly. The one that's
4: <laughs> Somehow this reminds me of uh just a penny every once in a while, you know, into your bank account.
13: Oh like the movie.
2: <clears throat> yeah
11: three
13: The power of compound interest.
1: Yeah, it's a little slow there.
13: So we'll now speeding up. speeding
1: them up.
14: Now you're speeding them up. Bing 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 holy crap is he hauling buttocks that's as fast as he goes Okay. and uh every once in a while the photoresistors are susceptible to ambient light and uh they'll pick up something that they shouldn't and uh switch over like the glare uh, from david's head exactly that's uh, definitely (laughs) one source oh ambient light and maim
4: so you, (laughs) you could get a different result every time
14: uh, you could, um, unless I have it at the fastest speed and uh, the accuracy is spot on, then the game will basically play forever.
7: Um, I mean, he's not joking on that. It will go until power goes out.
11: After you guys watch this, I'll tell you like the story of how he told me about this. We're Had me 300? rolling off my chair, basically. You're going
2: to see a bug <laughs> coming up at about 100 whacks. <laughs> We're at
1: 350. 370. 380, level 2390. we now Captain. My VDG is overheating. 421, 427, 430.
11: <laughs>
2: look, at power, look at the power meter.
11: Or, what happened? The, the timer meter? goes back up. <laughs> Some How bug did that in the happen? Oh, there's a bug in the game. Some sort of bug in the game. Yeah. So now we could just go infinite. So meet. now
1: you're hacking this freaking <laughs> tree forever.
6: You must have rolled. That's over. where the 991 came from. You must overfill exactly. something. Yep.
14: Yep. Exactly.
11: And if you loop it, I think the first character is like an exclamation <laughs> point.
14: <laughs> yeah, it's funny.
11: So, Paul hits me up on Discord. He's like, I found a bug in Timberman. I said, impossible. <laughs> <Inconceivable>. <laughs> <laughs> So he's like, here, no, let me show you. He's like, once the timer gets past 4.15, it starts going back up. And I'm like, you got that high on your own? He's like, oh, yeah. (laughs) He's like, here, let me show you the bug. And I'm like, you're going to be that consistent. And so he's like pressing the button in the background. And he's like, oh, my God, these deluxe joysticks suck so bad. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) He had me going the whole time. It was fucking hilarious. (laughs) That was
2: so funny. Oh. Oh, man. So Paul yep. just told everybody this week.
14: <laughs> yeah, basically. I couldn't resist. No dude, so game on
6: players.
4: Can we have this game next week? <laughs> <laughs>
14: yeah, and while
11: he was like trying to get this all set up for me to watch, I was sitting there like going through the code, like, what did I do wrong? How do I fix this? But it's not humanly possible. <laughs> exclamation, so, yeah, exclamation point.
2: point. Did you find did you find the bug though? Do you see what's causing it? no i can't uh, exclamation
1: point 32 is what the score just got yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bang 32 so
14: that's wow pretty funny. that's insane. so so a couple other notes on this so one thing um i did want to <coughs> mention is uh i originally had the um the voltage divider coming off these photo resistors going directly into the the uh arduino because i thought that the chop rate was going to get out of sync with those um wiping back and forth and as it turns out, uh, it works perfectly fine bypassing the Arduino and just using the Arduino as a clock to uh, chop, chop the, uh, do the chop rate. So that was kind of interesting to find. The code is actually only a few lines. I don't have it set up where I can show you. But one thing I did want to show you is um, a scoring chart here. Um, I put a little bit of math behind it. But uh, just to show you how challenging it gets uh, for folks in the later stages, uh, so basically, uh, the, the way to read this, you know, going from left to right, you know, uh, the, we have chop rate on the, the y-axis and the score on the x-axis. So for a chop rate of um, two chops per second, you'll score about 100 points uh, with, you know, 100% accuracy, obviously. Um, then at yeah, three uh, chops per second, you can get up to around 325 uh, then to get to about 375, that requires four chops per second. Uh 375 is extremely hard to get to, as people that got that high realize. In order to get to 420, you have to double that rate. You have to get up to almost eight chops per second to get those few extra points. <laughs> this is so awesome. it goes up exponentially. Uh it's exponentially harder to uh, you know, ob- obtain those scores to get over four hundred. So um it was a fun little thing, you know, to put this together, but uh yeah, so this, that that is Timberbot.
11: I is feel like this kind of took white... more time to do than me making the game.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like a white paper on the game.
14: Couldn't <laughs> it just this be your, easier with a cheat <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, but what is the fun of that? What That's if the funny. cocoa
4: was it running at double speed?
14: I, it is. I I think the game is.
11: It, it is. is. Yeah. So is this right. is this a representation of the difficulty curve?
14: Basically, yes. that's much. the difficulty of the curve. Oh, look at that spike! So, what <laughs>
2: so
4: would again, happen yes. if you, if it wasn't on double speed, would, would this chart be different?
14: Uh, the chart would still be the same. It would still follow the same curve. It would probably be, you know, you would probably have the ability to. I, I don't know if you would be able to chop as fast. Um, you know, the game would probably restrict that. I think it's frame locked, yeah. so I think it would probably be about the same.
1: That's insane. <laughs> the numbers
11: might just be different. This, the,
1: this should just be called the Screw you graph, right? So,
2: just... <laughs> <laughs> what's um, nice? It takes a bit of effort to, to learn how to do it, and then you're coasting along, doing really well, thinking that you mastered it, and then boom, it kills you.
11: <laughs> you know what game? Smug smirk is bunch One on small a little, little of branch. <laughs>
15: You'd have oh. to put your extra quarter in at 300. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
12: well, Paul, I'm wondering is, is Timberbot going to be joining Boston Dynamics soon?
14: <laughs> they're right down the road from where I work, actually.
12: Somebody asked if you'll
2: be selling kits. <laughs> yeah. um,
14: I, I'll throw a gist up that uh, people can download the code from GitHub and uh, Schematic. It's really, it's unbelievably easy once you see what it is. Um, so, if people want to try it themselves, they're more than welcome to.
1: Um, So just to put things in perspective here from a kind of a historical point of view, this is completely scientific. And we're seeing charts and graphs, we're seeing freaking robots and and wires and all kinds of stuff here, anal probes, you name it. But um, (laughs) this is not the first time that Paul has done this. You know, a week ago, we saw him pull another Hold My Beer where he cracked the encryption by hacking through the the information on the disk, right? And then before that, when um, Forest of Doom came out, he kind of mentally... Figured out the whole. I gotta plot this out. I gotta know where I am, how many steps away I am from the game, and how many you know rooms I have to, you know, screens I have to go through to get to where things are. So he has always taken this kind of um, methodical approach to things and done these pretty cool videos for that. So you've got a very ana- analytical mind. There. Yeah,
14: that was a lot of fun. So yeah, yeah, love playing around with this kind of stuff, and the Coco definitely is uh, well uh, tuned for that sort of thing.
4: So, have you done anything with the
1: um, Gunstar thing? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. If you could get a sensor for those glyphs, that would be awesome.
2: There we go. <laughs> that Nintendo, remember the Nintendo robot you could get for the very first Super uh, Nintendo system? The ROB? Like, yep. I'm picturing one of those playing uh, a Coco game. You Somehow wiring it up to a Coco and having it play.
8: That's so that sounds horrible. That one, <laughs> makes a
4: game, it has to be tested by Mr. Fiscarelli in order to make it proof.
11: I remember one of my inspirations for this game. Someday someone will make a machine that can play this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> N- now, Nick Morota, do we need to update the stipulations in the Game On Challenge that persi- participants must be of organic flesh and blood human materials <laughs> not- and not made of I, wires or circuits or software
2: unfortunately i don't know if this is considered humanist but yes people have to be, <laughs> have to be people okay organic suppose, organic, organic, organic earthlings how day. about
12: cyborgs like if you're the six million dollar man are you are you still disqualified you're kind of organic <laughs> so.
2: no uh, bio implant well i shouldn't say that you could have like artificial oh, you know what I mean.
4: goodness gracious. i'm sorry we've detected an arduino
2: <laughs>
1: right. Remember. So how are we doing on time from mission controls? Anybody watching NASA uh, two, right four, now? It's 2:40. Oh. Team
4: uh, yeah, 37 and a half minutes. minutes. They're so going to the let them out for a potty break.
2: So the only thing I need to do is announce the game of the week for next week. If we are uh This is really awesome, guys. Thank you both Tim and Paul for uh for doing this. it added a whole new dimension to the uh the game on this week. I believe the history uh, has
1: been made. This is the first time we've been trolled. And the funny thing is, I thought Tim
2: <laughs> was the one trolling me the whole week. I had no idea.
11: That you mean was... Paul?
2: No. I thought it was Tim Lindner.
11: Oh, Tim I thought, Lindner.
2: <laughs> I thought it was Tim that was posting the scores and trolling and everything. And then ended up Paul fessed up to me uh, yesterday and filled me <laughs> in what was going on. Because I wasn't sure how to handle, it, you know, with a fake score, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to have a fake score in the list, and I didn't know what to do. And it was so funny.
14: I could so, sense you were getting a little agitated, so <laughs> I
2: just wasn't sure how to handle it. So anyway, it was, but it was, it was. Uh, in retrospect, it was really, uh, really fun week, guys. Thank you both for putting
7: uh, the so challenge fun. in game on challenge. Yeah, mm-hmm. just and and from the 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 stuff that was going on last night, the score actually got up to F. What was it? F something so it got way further last night than it did on this life
8: f something all right f
2: mary kill (laughs) we were getting into the Uh, alien glyphs from uh from gunstar (laughs) how
1: many people are on the show how many people are in the panel right now
4: yeah no on the show because this is good content oh you would think it would draw
1: oh you're talking about how How many many people people are are watching watching? live right now yeah Uh, Mm -hmm. we have 34 people watching us live right now Mm -hmm. yes um, so actually an interesting challenge would be something like, um, getting, a, getting this to play the color robot battle game or, um, getting, um, uh, Coco's to play chess against each other where you can write the, write something in MAME or whatever to figure out what's going on in chess. I know it's going to be a lot more complex to figure out what pieces are on the screen. And I, I that's, you know, something to do, but it'd be kind of cool to see this. Uh project carried out into you know further dimensions where we can augment <clears throat> things and have machines play the coco to, like to do bots. things. Yeah, battle bots There's and all kinds of stuff. Robot yeah. Odyssey. It's
4: thirty
6: five oh.
8: minutes to launch. Okay. There's a I, I,
13: YouTube video series where they have eight bit computers play chess against each other.
8: Yeah. Yeah. My 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 dream project for this now is Nightmare Highway Bot. <laughs> that probably
13: wouldn't be too
9: listen
1: oh. Paul Fiscarelli's here don't encourage him he's going to pull another whole beer thing here and uh, we're going to have the power of Terry uh, and now, so and now everybody knows harder,
14: why I, now everybody knows why I can't make any headway on projects <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, well right. thank you guys and thank you to everybody who participated again this week and made it a really really great week um, now, Stevie, I'm going to go ahead and grab control just to show off the game. You've I'm, always
1: been grabbing control, Nick. You're drunk I know. with power. So I Go know. ahead.
2: So in keeping with the, uh, the uh, space theme, I picked a game that was somewhat space-related for next week. And that game will be... Lunar Rover Patrol. Oh,
16: cool. Now, for those of you
2: using a Cocoa 3, there is an RGB uh, palette cha- uh, patched, ver- not patched, but an RGB enhanced version of palette enhanced on uh, that you can get from Nick Morenti's site. Uh, I believe there's
12: a Cocoa VGA one for this one too, isn't there? There, I think there is, yes.
2: So, uh, yeah, so this is our game of the week, Lunar Rover Patrol. So uh, hopefully we get a good turnout again this week. And thank you to everybody who uh, continues to uh, to make this a uh, successful segment. Fun game, fun game.
1: All right, you have some game on news, right, Curtis? Yes, I do. All right, you how do about we comm- commercial first? Yeah, we'll do a commercial break. And then we're going to come back with. Uh, some game on news so i'm just trying to think since i spent so much time working on that new production this morning i'm going to run that one twice uh, so <laughs> but i want to figure out what's, what do we want to do
2: we'll laugh this time
1: <laughs> 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 how about we will do some ease. it was
2: funny i liked
1: it it was it was really good we're going to do we're going to do ease of use so we're going to let me up go up ahead a nose and nose there um, hold on let me go ahead and share my screen so you guys can uh, hear the sound that it makes. All right. So we're going to do a little ease of use, and then we'll be back after these words. And
16: now, this message. Hi,
12: it's is Chris Boyle, part of the uh, Coco Talk crew of people.
16: Hey, everybody. This is Bill Noble, co-author of Nitrous Nine. You are listening to Coco Talk Live, the leading live Coco Talk show.
17: Good day, mates! This is Nick Marionettes, author of such color computer titles as Donut Disaster, Rupert Rhymes, and Rockstar Pilot. And I am here today to tell you about the world's most fabulous operating system, OS9. OS9 and its current incarnation Nitrous 9 is the most advanced operating system ever created. And what makes it so good? Is of use! I find OS 9 so incredibly intuitive that I haven't once cracked open the user manual and yet I've been able to create such incredible games faster than the time it takes to sing Walsing Matilda. Using OS 9, I expect my next game, Funstar, will be done this weekend and distributed exclusively on ROM cartridge. OS 9 forever. Any resemblance
10: to actual events, to persons living or dead, is purely coincidental. Hi, this is Max Jackson, live from Cocoa you've to this? the real gamer, Steve
16: We're traveling through a dimension both of sound and ideas. We're at a place where the mind can comprehend and devise a solar radio, a wireless transmitter. Measure time and light. Sixty-five electronic projects brought to reality with this science fair kit. Astonishing, perhaps... But you can find it for
0: Christmas, for $17.95, in a place that's known as Radio Shack. Radio, stereos, recorders, everything in sound.
14: Hi,
8: this is Sean Wheatley, and you're listening to Cobo Talk with the original gamer, Stevie Strick. In these
1: difficult, trying, and uncertain times, the world has changed. The way we work, travel, and interact has gone digital. Tandy and Radio Shack have been using safe social practices and empowering people with technology to work remotely for over four decades. Coco Talk has been meeting online with Skype, Discord, and Zoom to safely connect people for years. When you want safety, technology, and social collaboration, turn to Tandy, Radio Shack, and Coco Talk. Innovating by example. Oh yeah. There we go. And we're back for the game on news
5: segment of the show. Oh, no, it's time for
1: a nap. Snoozy, noozy. <laughs> what? 100%. Away with you, naysayer. You are not needed here. <laughs> you have no power here. Be gone. Um, <laughs>
12: it's
2: going
1: to be El- hard to follow up
12: on bots, though. <laughs> El- well, oh, There's a
2: discussion going on as to the uh, legal status of bots in our uh, Game On Challenge, way we should have a separate list for bots and allow them in. So now, it's created a whole new social uh, social argument, so... As long as there's no
1: riots. In these trying times <laughs> in these trying times where bots are vying for equal rights and game on New challenges. Bots are people too. The world has changed. Are you cognizant? Are you considered sentient life? That's
12: because, because all you humans are inferior. Film at eleven.
1: I don't have to worry
13: about bots. It turns out Paul Fiscarelli is my true nemesis. <laughs> uh, the bots but starts, remember,
6: the shooting starts.
15: <laughs> humans use the pronoun i and bots use the pronoun one so if one won, it's a robot and if i won it's the human oh
1: wow they're showing william shatner right now live on the spacex thing okay cool all right l Al curtis boyle what
12: is new in gaming news this week sir well there's not a ton of news um so i'm gonna get some of the bigger stuff out of the way first here just to make sure we have lots of room for the launch um, so the first thing I'll be showing, and let me share the screen. So the Amigos uh, released on Wednesday, the what will be the second last Coco show uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, for those who have not heard, John Schuller, the man on the left on your screen, uh, just accepted a new uh, job at the beginning of the week here where he's actually going to be working at West Virginia State University as the Director of Institutional Research. So he's got a lot of stuff to learn, a lot of training to do. So they kind of hemmed and hawed and talked back and forth between the two of them. And John just feels he can't do justice for all the various shows they've got because they try to play the games like numerous days to really get a good feel for it. And um, they're going to keep the Amiga show going because that's their longest running one with the largest user base and fan base they have. And uh, the other shows they have, the Atari 8-bit, the Coco show, and the Sinclair show will be put on hiatus at least until his training's fully up and done. And then you'll see how much free time he has. Now, they are planning on doing for all those machines, doing occasional you know, special episodes once in a while when they get time, some live streams every, you know, on an evening or something like that, too. So it's not, it's not dead dead. So uh, anyway, on Wednesday, the second last show uh, featured Mind Roll, which is a pretty, pretty cool game. It's uh, sold by Radio Shack. Now, I have a question for the people on the panel here, for anybody who's played Mind Roll. They hit the same thing I have on level one, which is supposed to be dead simple. You're supposed to just jump down this hallway and then jump into a hole onto the next subplane. But 99% of the time, I can't get it to work, and they couldn't either. Has anybody here figured out what the magic is with
1: that? I I've ever played that game. No, I have not played it.
8: No, I, 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 I've never figured that one out.
12: Yeah, for those of you haven't seen, I mean, this is using the Coco 3 color set, but you're basically, you're rolling a ball around you know mazes and stuff. And, and the levels are very different, like they're almost different sub games, almost because there's there's oh. some where you get to ride pipes, like in Mario Brothers and a bunch of things. It's a really cool looking game, Cocoa works in the Coco 1, 2, or 3, too. But uh, they have a full review out. But that uh, that first level is something we've we've hit before, too, or at least you know, people around here that I know have played the game, and we none of us have figured it out so. And it's even a game that was on other platforms before the Coco, except it was called uh, Q-Dex, I believe. It was a different name. But if anybody does figure it out, please email me, because I would love to, to know what the secret sauce is for that one.
1: <laughs> Ken Record says, good riddance of the Donkey King hater. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
12: <laughs> okay, and then on Friday, yesterday, they did their live stream on Twitch that they usually do. And this is the last episode of the Sinclair Show, the last episode of the Coco Show for now. And then the current Amiga show. Now, I'm not going to play any of the actual show here that's part of the review, but the game is Battle Stations by NovaSoft, which was a Atomic subsidiary. So I'll let I'll, it'll get officially released on podcast and on YouTube on Wednesday. So if anybody wants to watch it, that's the place to go get it. I am going to play about a six minute clip here, though, where they're kind of talking about what the Coco meant to them. Really? Uh, as they did the show. Six minutes? Really? Yeah, six <laughs> minutes. So um, I'm not sure how f- loud Twitch is compared to YouTube. So you guys have to let me know if the volume's too much or too little.
18: Although some of this stuff I paid some bucks <laughs> for. <laughs> you can so turn it down. Coco Three is a good example. That did was not given to me. I had to pay for that bad
19: um, boy. Oh, and I should mention that you also paid for my Coco Three. Turn it down. So somewhere. you are you're a mark for Coco Threes.
18: <laughs> you're like you're like the Saint Nicholas Listen, of the Coco Three. Let me tell you, and I've probably mentioned this on this show before. I'm going to mention it one more time, just because I can. I know you, Boat, and I knew because you had a Coco 2. And I was like, you know, Coco 2's got no video out. It's going to be RF, and I know Boat. Coco 2 has limitations. It's not going to be able to play everything, and I know Boat. I knew if I was going to get you into the Coco scene, you had to have the easiest, most thorough and complete way into that scene, Mm -hmm. or you were out. Because this is a man who's told me I'm no longer doing original hardware. You've told me right. that multiple times. And, I, <laughs> and, and, and I'll tell you what, because,
19: because this is the last episode of The Coco Show for a while, I do want to soliloquize a little bit, if I may, why I love The Coco so much. Please. The Coco is really the only computer for months and months and months and months that I've played original. Whenever I play The Coco... of the time, I'm playing original hardware, and I'll tell you why. Number one, no external power supply. I don't have to fool with some extra brick. Number two, it's got an SD storage solution that works, and it works great all the time. You put all the games on there, you can see them, navigation's a breeze. Whoever set that thing up, genius, okay? And number three, the games are my kind of games you hit the enter button the game pops up you start playing you know what to do almost right away all the time it's sit down have some fun get out none of this i know that there are people out there that are into the applications they're into the os's they're into all that stuff give me the games give me as fast into the game as i can and i'm happy that's why the coco 3 is awesome
18: yeah I agree with you, and, uh, and I will say we've talked about how much we like the SD uh, SDC on this thing. It's it's the crop, top of the heap. You can use the joystick to navigate it. It's it's plain Jane. It's also powerful. If you need extra weirdness, you know that you have to do. Uh, it's great. Uh, I think like the Coco three, and you can see why the price has gone up on these things substantially, even since we've been in, getting into them. Uh, the Coco three is the top of the heap for car computers and it's that it's there for a reason but and Boat, i know you were surprised at the amount of the variance of games the a good that how many mm-hmm. quality games that there were out there uh, for the for the coco and there uh, it's an un, i mean for a very select group of people it's an untapped uh, gaming uh, area for a lot of like retro gamers you know i was very fortunate because i grew up with it i knew it was out there but even i've been astounded at some of these as we go back to play them how much fun they still are and when you don't have to fool around with doing a bunch of crazy stuff to get into the game it's an it's almost like a console it's very 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 similar similar. just get in there and it's almost like an Mm -hmm. eight-bit console i love the
19: yeah yeah it's just it's great ironic and the thing is you can't discount the friendliness of the community either i mean that i would never i would disagree with that like i would never tune in and i'm saying this straight up i would never tune in to an Amiga roundtable or a, or a, a Spectrum roundtable online, like I tune into Coco Talk. There's just something about the DIY nature of a lot of the people that are into the Coco scene. And a lot of it's the obscurity of the Coco, too. You know, the Coco is nowhere near as famous as the Amiga or the, the Spectrum. And I think that it's kept a lot of sort of the more crazy people out of it, crazy people just being people that I find annoying. <laughs> um, and like I love, I still, and, you, know, you might be shocked to hear this, but I'll turn on Coco Talk and listen for a half hour, an hour while I'm doing other stuff on Saturday. And I enjoy it, you know. They're not always talking about stuff that I know what they're talking about or even stuff that I'm interested in. But I love the fact that people are still tinkering around with this machine. It's sort of like the metal level. It's super cool. And, um, and that's, that's something I'm really proud that we were at least part of that scene in some way for a little while.
18: Just, I, I love Coco Talk too, but I will say if there was a a a, a Spectrum or C sixty four roundtable or an Atari roundtable discussion group that was strictly about games. I'd, be, I'd love to be in on that. But you know I what would happen? If there was it, an but...
19: Amiga one, it would just immediately devolve into people bickering about the stupid stuff that Amiga people bicker about all the time.
18: <laughs> if there was
19: a Spectrum one, I don't know. They'd probably be talking about the whole Horus thing all the time because that's what Spectrum people do. They just complain. Send your about the hate stuff mail too. The cocoa people; <laughs> those are the real people in the scene. Screw everybody else.
18: I, ah, I love this. I love it. <laughs> the <this. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> people are good people. It's only me. Really? If there had to be ground rules, but the I was say the cocoa. The cocoa was the one community that I've been around, where almost everyone seems to be pulling together, as opposed to just sort of, you know, going crazy. Maybe it's because there's just not a whole. They, they've made their own uh, universe of hardware and stuff, just out of with kits and their own hands and doing crazy stuff it's a great community i mean they're all everyone has their pluses and minuses but the coca community has been very friendly and i told boat when we when we decided we had to put this thing to bed for a while that was one of the saddest things for me was just the fact that i felt like we've been embraced by everybody and it was uh, it sucks that uh, that we're going out uh, earlier than we'd hope but uh you know we're gonna still try to linger around and hopefully one of these days we'll come back off hiatus and kick a few more of these out, and we'll probably still release the show now and yeah, again from time absolutely. to time. So,
19: anyway, without any further ado, let's. In- wow, anyway. always
18: welcome, guys. Always that was
19: welcome.
2: nice. Thank you.
6: Yeah, it's great.
1: I know that we really a, enjoyed your that, show. That was a complete surprise. So here I am thinking I got to listen to these guys talk for six minutes. I don't want to hear this crap. And then it's like, oh my god, that was six minutes of gold right there. This was awesome. <laughs> I love it. Uh, those guys suck. Everybody sucks. Coco people are awesome. He's <laughs> <laughs> redeemed his donkey
12: king. Yes, review yeah. That, so. yeah, definitely. I
1: completely agree with everything he said. And Coco talked, too. Good show. Good show. Quality show. Amazing show. Incredible.
6: Fantastic. <laughs> fantastic the chat stream down and the side. show are we talking about now and <laughs> humble
2: humble beyond reproach
6: yeah that was the best was the chat stream where they are just starting to argue with each other about the saw
2: that was very nice guys thank you amigos for well i know
1: so what what i love about um what we've been able to foster is that kind of cross-pollination where mm. um we mentioned them, we plugged them. They mentioned our show. They gave us a ton of praise right there that you could not buy that level of publicity and and that genuine stuff. we got um, a couple
2: gamers from them, right?
1: Yeah, uh, we've got some viewers, yeah, we've had some people Owens, join, I think is uh, one of them and we yeah, we've had some people join the uh, game on challenge um so yep. we've said it before everybody's welcome to come on the show these guys are definitely welcome so if they've got time if they don't have time to do their own show and they want to come on our show and talk about how oh, yeah the amiga suck and all <laughs> these other things suck we'll give them plenty of, t- of time to do that <laughs> did he say did he
4: say coco talk or coco crew t- coco talk
1: well. Coco
12: Talk.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Coco talk me. so um yes t-minus 15 minutes tim franklin is reminding us yep. Yep, and kind to kind run, of running in the background here too, um so. very cool that's so awesome to hear guys john and boat and good best of luck to john and his new you know his new endeavor and we look forward to having them
12: back when they're able to um,
6: hopefully they keep us posted on how that goes too because yeah. that sounds interesting
12: yeah that well i'm so hoping awesome. we're like we're, we're, we're going to try to talk with them about maybe getting the you know the one or two of them to guest on our show once in a while or if they do a live coco stream if they can notify us a bit ahead of time and we can get some of our you know coco talk people in on their chats and kind of you know suggest games or or you know, tips and tricks or whatever else and kind of keep the j- communities joined somewhat as, as much as we can i will also mention that uh, this uh, this episode that they recorded here that's going to be released on wednesday also has the winner of the gunstar giveaway ah which is the oh, uh, actual cool. cd version of gunstar so they've already announced if you watch on twitch who that is and uh Anybody who entered the contest, you should you check to make sure uh, if it's you or not. So I won't make say who it is. Make sure that's not no, it's not TimberBot. It's not TimberBot. There's no bot okay. involved.
1: Yeah, I see somebody here saying WTF, uh, WTF boat. So somebody was like, saying, what is this, What is this guy saying there? The amigo sucks.
12: Yeah. In case people haven't noticed, John's a little bit of a troller once in a while. So uh, he's, uh, he's oh, kind of their, 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 their
1: Jim Brain. He uh, <laughs> Unless the guy speaks his mind. So... Uh,
4: <laughs> i'm gonna have to start a new group called coco bot all
1: right um <laughs> dave phillipson's asking this is the amigos retro gaming uh group and they have a they have a show they do that's called the coco show where they talk about coco games so that's who we've been talking about
2: they've had like 14 episodes i believe
1: oh yeah so some were was... double
12: game episodes and then lately like they've been doing single
1: game you know what episodes we need to do we more. need to isolate that and run that as a commercial for Cocoa Talk right there. <laughs> I mean, that is right? just freaking awesome.
2: If you want to appear on our show, just say nice things about it
1: am sure endorsed. to spotlight you. It's so easy.
12: <laughs> uh, oh man. Cool. Hey, I thought that was worth sharing and I didn't tell anybody about it. So. No,
1: absolutely. No, that was that was a pleasant surprise. I was a little apprehensive of like, I don't want to listen to anything for six minutes. I got no no attention span, but <laughs> cool. Cool stuff. Like his hey, wait, We'll it's keep how he's connected and we'll punches. try to get, no, I take try that get some stuff No, back. If, if David Ladd was going to talk about the Grease Weasel and Floppy Discs, I would definitely tune in for that for an extended period of time. So, um,
2: Challenge accepted? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
6: that's going to come
12: back and haunt you.
1: Yes. yes. All right. Yeah. So what's next? L. Curtis Boyle in the world of gaming news. Okay, you guys keep
12: an eye on the time here because uh, you'll have to kick me on out. Uh, or I I'll, I'll pause at you, right? Out, out, to... out, out and about. I'll be a uh, booted. Okay, so uh, I guess I'll go back to the normal order here. So Eric Montero, who did, of course, the outhouse port to the PC using semi-graphics simulated is actually working on real uh, Coco graphics now. So he's been fiddling around with some characters here. And I don't think this will zoom. Nope. And I think he said he sped it up since then, too, since this original version. But just showing some of the semi-graphics animation of yeah. the standard semi-graphics 4 mode. That is pretty cool. <clears throat> and this time running on you know, Coco, not yeah. on, a, on a PC simulating a Coco. So I'm looking forward to see where he goes with this.
2: Some very, graphics are very cool. cool.
12: Here's a little bit of a self plug for me. Um, May was supposed to be my month dedicated to updating the game site. Now, unfortunately, with my dad's passing, I lost a fair bit of time there, so I didn't get you know quite as far as I'd originally planned. But I still have gotten a fair bit done. I think I've got about 70 games added so far. I'm going to try to hit 80 by the end of the weekend. The worst thing about trying to do this is is the research because I have to research you know you know authors' names because it's not always present and you know when it was really published versus the copyright date, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and also the fact that I have to play the games far enough to get some decent screenshots. And, and sometimes the game is really fun. So I might blow an entire night doing one game, which doesn't really help me speed up the web page. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been doing it alphabetically here since May 7th, as you can see down in the corner here where I put in those three. Okay. And now I'm just, I'll be completing the C's tonight and I'll be starting the D's. And then as of Monday, I'm going to be starting to split my time. I'm probably going to do about four or five days for EOU, a day for the EOU documentation. Because uh, that's a collaboration between multiple people, and then um, I'm going to try to do game web page updates at least once a week. So we'll hopefully we keep popping them up, and, and eventually get them caught up. I might take a break from the alphabetical, and switch to people that have got games currently out for sale, just so I can get them all and have links to their web pages or PayPal accounts or whatever they need. So any authors out there that have stuff for sale that want to send me a link, what the best link is to either get information or to do the actual ordering of your games are, just send me an email, and I'll, uh, I'll put the links directly into those game web pages.
1: So Curtis, I know you're kind of like a one man army here, but would you um accept help if people wanted to help do some of the research and legwork for you and, and feed you some information? Or is that not gonna help you because you wanna you know, I don't know. I'm just thinking that, you know,
12: you mentioned Yeah, it I'm trying a to think of a nice a good way to do that. I mean, one, one thing is that I, I currently resize the screenshots down to I make them in GIF format or GIF if you're weird. Um and I make them a certain size because my whole point of making this as retro and as simple as this is, is eventually I do want to write enough of a browser on the Cocoa itself. so You can actually browse my own games page from your Coco, and actually see all the screenshots pretty close to what you see on the website right now on your Coco itself on a Coco 3. Wow. So there's some restrictions like I, I won't be getting fancy and stuff you know, you know, adding database support and a bunch of things that would make it easier, but I want to make it so that you can actually hit it from a Cocoa fairly simply. Sure. It's a static page with a simple image. Yeah. 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 And I, I mean, th- there is some, one thing I could get, um, as I keep adding the games, so I've got these sub sub alternate indexes here and I've had a few requests from multiple people saying, can you start updating those? Now I have updated the clone index a tiny bit the last month. I've thrown in a few new games and a couple of alternative, uh, versions of games, you know, that I hadn't seen before. haven't got on the webpage previously. So the timeline index, the author index, the publisher index, the official license and cross-platform index, and the clone index, the, the official license cross-platform, that's pretty well done because we didn't get a lot of official arcade ports. But the other ones here, I mean, there's probably like a couple versions of Centipede I don't have. And then I've got a, a running list of, I'm kind of making notes of other games that have clones and derivatives and stuff like that. So if somebody wants to do the research and kind of send me you know, here's every single Defender clone I can think of and every derivative and what's different about the derivative. And then that will speed up my processing these pages. And the author indexes and publisher indexes and timeline index, which is the years that we released, that I wouldn't mind somebody going through and doing the research. And here's a list of all the games released in 1981. Here's all the games released in 1982 type thing. Because that takes a lot of extra time and that I don't need to be directly involved with. So if somebody wants to help with those alternate indexes and then send me the list, then I can get those done a lot faster. So mm-hmm. that I would definitely like some help on.
1: Okay, and what's the best way for people to reach you on that? Would we'll just email you? Is your email yeah. address on your site? Yeah, it's down here somewhere. And you're um, also on Discord, so people can get you on Discord. Yeah, uh, Discord.
12: I just look here, for the guy me. with great. the
1: mullet on Discord. You'll find Curtis there. Okay, there's a link that says "Email me." Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, very cool. Yeah. So this is this is great to see that this website, which has been kind of a great pillar of knowledge and resources is getting some much needed uh content added to it so
12: thank you curtis for doing that yep and i'll keep i'll keep plugging away i'm actually going to schedule it at least like i said once a week now from now on i'm like i've neglected it sometimes for like a year or six months or whatever and then i'd pop in a couple new ones and that's it i'm actually going to schedule it so that i'm I'm staying on top of it a bit more but like i said i think after tonight and maybe part of tomorrow i'm going to switch to new games so if anybody has games currently on sale uh, fire me an email in the next you know 24 hours, and I'll try to get them all up by as of Sunday night before I switch to doing EOU stuff next week, so that you guys will have an alternative place that people are looking for Cocoa games and find my site first. They'll actually have direct links to wherever you have your ordering set up, or if you have a page devoted to it, then it has a sub you know, link for ordering off that. Then uh, we can promote you know some of the newer software. So I'm hoping like John Strong, Nick Maranti's, uh, mm-hmm. Bruce Moore, Paul Thayer, you know everybody else that has stuff for sale, I'm set it up. that. Okay. Yeah, Ken Ken Make it did say, uh,
8: I, I see a lack of furniture.
12: Uh, there's a, a couple of the Andrew Perkurski games from t do have some furniture in them, so that's not quite true. But, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. How are we doing for time? we got six minutes. Mm-hmm. They haven't scrubbed yet, so I'm assuming it's happening. I think they're going to go. 59. One minute left. 59. No,
8: 59. Yeah, it's like about five and a half minutes almost.
12: Okay, so I'll just breeze through this. This will be the last of the game news anyway, and then uh, regular news I'll do after the launch. There's not too much of that either. Um, Cuthbert Dragon, which has been doing all the Dragon games on live Real Dragon on an actual CRT that he films, um, put a whole bunch out this last week. Um, There's a few here that I I could play, like Tee Off. This is the Dragon version. The Coco version has Artifacted Colors. It's a golf game. I don't know if too many people have seen that one because it's a bit more rare um some of these other ones i've re- recently demonstrated arcadia was one i hadn't seen before speaking uh, of Flag and it.
1: bird it's center of that screen there that's the one i mentioned that um, yep. bosco had done yeah
12: and there was a couple others here uh monsters and flight uh flight i think this is it looks similar to the prickly pear flight landing simulator i don't know if it's the same one just converted for the dragon Uh, Monsters was one I had not seen before.
1: Okay, and uh, Jason has posted the link to this YouTube channel in the live chat, right? Coco Man?
10: Yes,
12: yes, yes. yes. So for those
1: who want to drill into this and check out all these videos, then
12: please do. Um, Now, before the launch is happening fairly shortly, is there any one of these that you guys would like to see? I'll just scroll up so you can kind of get the recent list. I mean, most of these you've seen before, they're standard Coco games, but there are a few that are more Dragon unique.
2: Is Flag and Bird available on the Coco or is that a dragon only game?
12: No, it's on the Coco and MC10 and the dragon. I mean, since we mentioned it earlier, I can, I can throw that one up too. Like Arcadia, I, I hadn't seen that one before, I don't believe. Um, Leggett, I think.
8: Have, what do we have up there? Ruby something.
12: Uh, what row are we talking here? Top oh, row. Talk, Ruby Raba. I think that's one. Stevie actually demonstrated here a couple months ago. The one where the whole line of stuff slides over as you're moving around. Have you seen Flag and Bird, Nick?
2: No, I've seen the original, but I've never seen Flag and Bird.
12: Well, probably we throw that one up since we've got four minutes for the launch. Three and a half minutes. That's about how I score on it.
2: I was going to say, that was...
12: was Paul grill, if you want to make a robot to do this game, that would be awesome.
14: Oh, yeah. Is that a keyboard? Or... Is that a keyboard?
1: Yeah, I think you just tap the spacebar
8: to
14: jump. Oh, wow. Yeah. This one might be a little bit hard, but uh, let me see what I can do. Hold my beer. The <laughs> robot
8: would go ahead and make its own self-destruct mechanism.
12: This is one frustrating game.
1: Yeah. But look how smooth it is. Like the background scrolling and the kind of you know multi-plane scrolling and stuff that's yeah, good this was his first project steve bamford and well done yeah yeah did he, did he is he the one that did the mc10 tour or was that somebody else i'm not sure honestly if he did that i don't know if darren atkins actually did that or not because i think he was actually a little bit surprised to see it because i don't think he had done it so <laughs> like wait a second <laughs> uh, I know that's another game is free, but it kind of showed up somewhere I didn't even know about. So, about um, two minutes.
12: Really smooth scrolling. Yep. Yeah. yeah. time for one more quickie. Sure, that's what she said. Uh, uh, I'll do Arcadia because that's one, like I said, I hadn't seen before either. So, oh, our favorite colors right there. Yeah. Well, the title screen's pretty impressive. Let me just back to that. Yeah,
1: because that Ooh, wow. is uh, is that pal
12: artifacting? Yeah, well, it's not even supposed to be artifacted, but yeah.
1: This is a great segue since it's space team. Yep. Oh, I like the explosion
11: sound. Effect. It's fast.
13: Doing on time there, folks. One and a half.
2: One and a
12: half. Oh, yeah. All I'll right. just let this run for another 30, 40 seconds and I'll count. Oh, the stream must be about 30 no,
8: seconds behind. Ahead.
1: All right. Let's go ahead and let's get ready to watch the live. All right. So, Are you let's, done uh, sharing? Let's... Okay. Okay, very cool, very cool. Well, we, history is about to be made. Uh, I need to see if I can add into here. Um, uh, let's see. i are gonna add it into the screen. Under here. a minute. Yep. Coco talks loose. Buck. Oh, it's the wrong thing. I do have one here that's just called left screen, so we can go ahead and, and, and bring this up here for the meantime.
19: Go for launch.
12: It looks like the YouTube's about 30 it's seconds like behind Dragon. the live TV you guys Working are seeing.
8: Yeah. Because yeah, we're at like T minus 10 on TV.
12: Okay. Yeah, I'm mean, one, 1 minute 10 T-minus here. T minus 30 seconds. Yeah. No spoilers, Jason. <laughs>
20: Stage
6: 1 tanks pressing for flight.
5: T minus 15 seconds.
21: 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Ignition. Liftoff of the Falcon 9 and Crew Dragon. Go NASA! Go SpaceX! Godspeed and bottom tug!
14: America has launched.
20: So rises the a new era up. of American space. I don't know that I'd want to write on, on something called demo the dream. Now, was Timberbot involved in the is
1: launch technology of this at all? Well, Steve, can you see this from outside your window? <laughs> well, it I'm not outside my window right now. <laughs> so
22: <laughs>
6: flying crew on board was OS nine.
8: What happens if you hit the clear key?
12: I is a beautiful down. trash icon? We're throttling down
22: to get ready for the period of maximum dynamic pressure.
12: Ooh, Max- still I'm still disappointed down. that Bob and Doug weren't wearing toques. <laughs>
8: Reports say all systems are good. Take
12: off, Take eh? Coffee. Just did, eh? They did.
22: Vehicle is supersonic. We've exceeded Mach 1 on the Falcon 9.
14: pop tracking.
13: Yeah We're throttling
22: back up to full power as we're through Max-Q
13: As it goes away
20: (laughs) (laughs) And we heard that one Bravo call out That's just the second abort zone that they're in They'll continue to be on this Until the first stage has done its job And they switch over to the second At this point, Bob and Doug pulling about 2.3 G's 2.3 times the Earth's gravity Already moving at over 1,500 miles per hour
22: We've heard the call out for MVAC engine chill. That's getting the MVAC engine ready to light. That'll come at about 2.44 into oh, flight. the Right now, everything continuing to look good. Next major event.
8: 1,500 miles an hour. Wow. Is going to be the
22: triple. We'll
8: have main engine cutoff of the nine dragon. first stage
22: engines. stage right. And then ignition of the second stage engine to continue to carry astronauts into orbit. Coming up in about 20 seconds. M-
12: M1D throttle down.
1: Oh, I like the camera looking at Earth underneath them, now, huh?
22: We heard we're throttling down the Merlin engines on the first stage.
15: Looks it, round it, to me.
13: Getting ready for a stage separation there? Does the Earth look round to you guys? Is that what you said?
1: Yep. And we have Miko. <laughs> Jeez, it should Fine. be
13: flat.
2: <laughs> well, I was going to say, we'll finally get our answer. It's like a, it's a, looks like a, a circle. Back.
1: I mean the 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 camera technology they have now.
12: M. P. Ignition.
1: And the latency, like we're seeing this, I'm, I'm assuming real time. All right, we have. And six, foot, six foot away and. Uh, first stage 130,000 miles away, both powered in powered focus. By that
15: that?
20: <laughs> <back> <laughs> you they're has going to the ISS, right? And is now the yes. Bob and Doug into orbit. So they're going to continue under the power of this second stage. stage
13: propulsion is nominal. I also understand they're going to be trying a try manual docking. CCO or second mm.
20: engine cut off at about eight minutes and 44 seconds yeah, they had into a simulator today's for that, flight. It's a little that they over five released, minutes to go still uh, a couple weeks on this ago that second stage. Really, really out well two done. Alphas, so they're now in the longest abort so zone. So can see what it's down, going to take all for, from uh, about for them Carolina, to do that docking. Seaboard, and a friend of mine
6: played it. And he uh, looking good he managed to dock four out of five times.
20: And uh, I figured that one time that he missed was about like the guy that docked
6: the progress module onto MIR and caused a fire. Wow. Dragon SpaceX, nominal trajectory. He was a little drunk,
13: which I'm expecting the uh, Dragon crew is not. SpaceX Dragon, nominal trajectory. Does anybody know anything about the astronauts?
20: All right, hearing nominal trajectories, so the Dragon I pointed in the right direction, continuing to make their flight out. I hear though. they're big fans of Cocoa talking and they feel that the Cocoa community is better than
1: all those other, other douchey ones. They they're
8: both they're on shuttle. Getting some echo from Rick. I'll
6: go away. The, uh, the NASA streams in their Facebook feed, they've had quite a bit about launch america over the past couple months including uh, you know about the vehicles and about the software and the support teams as well as the the actual astronauts and, and the mission payloads and things like that a so little over 4 minutes if you're on the facebook the page flight, or you're on the nasa site flying at more than 5600 miles an
13: hour trajectory
20: already almost 200 miles downrange from the kennedy space center nominal trajectory continuing
1: Nominal means good, right?
6: Yes. Nominally.
20: And while they continue uphill, it looks like we are getting a view of the first stage I don't, as well.
1: I don't want yep,
21: right to brag, but Talk has got enough technology to bring NASA deploy. into its, its, its own back broadcast. To attempt to land I'm on our drone ship, of course, I still love <laughs> you where, where's the, where, When's the <laughs> part when they shoot minute, the car? Like uh, a couple minutes <laughs> away from the entry burn, and that's where... Three of the nine launch. Merlin engines yeah. do Cars were so ignite not to this help year. slow the vehicle down as it re-enters back peoples. into the Earth's atmosphere. Space. And then after the entry burn will be the landing burn, which is just a single Dragon engine burn. On the
8: bottom looks like a giant fly swatter.
21: Nominal yeah. yeah. trajectory. That's to take out? care of the murder hornets It's coming from space. Yes. on Dragon. <laughs> Space still Murder Hornets is that your new stage, game? Space Murder Hornets oh, from
12: screen. outer space. That sounds like a National Enquirer headline.
10: Slightly irritated.
21: Ken's probably already programming that towards our drone ship. Yeah. Of course, I I still love you. We're about a minute away. The away from MC10 port is
8: done now.
20: Meanwhile, that second stage continuing to power dragon into orbit. And if you're keeping an eye on that timer it's amazing how uh, calm it looks inside and the capsule i mean there's like no vibration
14: or anything i out, mean it's probably much we'll different inside but it looks Cico. pretty
20: calm it'll then be a little stage under, two propulsion a little is still over good. a little over three minutes until dragon physically separates yeah but from the i bet if you were looking at the telemetry off of the, the astronauts, astronauts themselves
6: you would see that it's not calm at all dragon cappies nominal trajectory
22: this is, in fact, a two-for-one. We
15: have job. a landing and a they takeoff, on a eh?
21: nominal trajectory <laughs> take Did you just say takeoff, eh? It's take it's off,
9: just off, just
15: hey? <laughs> yeah. <away>. Hey. <laughs> oh, I must be too sorry, close to entry. Canada. Yeah. So the <laughs> be able to see
12: That's that. a Bob and, Bob and Doug slide. statement right there. Takeoff, eh?
15: So the oh, booster's I'll going down and the crew capsule's going up.
12: Well, landing, they hope.
21: And there is that entry burn beginning? Where's that boat?
15: Oh, sorry, ship. Bird.
21: This burn last it's burn lasts about boot Six seconds long. Stage
15: two How are we able to
1: see flames when there's no oxygen? It's something else. They're that's... coming
13: down in the atmosphere.
1: Oh, they're coming down already.
20: Continues. We're just about the booster is being retrieved. We'll have a of that, that's coming down in your backyard. In rapid succession. Mm. That's coming you, down in, you in California. If you look to your left, Stevie, you'll see. Oh, is it California? We'll stage one landing burn shortly after
21: yeah, actually just within a few seconds of each other such a cool view on your left screen seeing bob and doug on dragon right Take now off, you can eh? see the displays that they are seeing hey. right now themselves terminal guidance
12: and back all stuff looks like
8: it's running a little hot
6: I think they need to 6309
21: those uh, CPUs. So it's a damn slow display. <laughs>
20: this is also the point where I think we did finally figure out that some of the original rocket ISP4 program in stuff in actually did use 6809 OS-9
12: systems eight. as part of their test equipment. Copy I don't think anyone was Shannon, on the shuttle, but so some of the test equipment was out at
20: Canaveral. to abort at this point, would either be in abort to orbit or to land off the coast. I think, like yeah, so I think it was gimmicks boxes. Yeah, I
12: think it was gimmicks.
11: Yeah. Speaking of down. taking off, I got to. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. Thanks for your Thanks game. For yeah. Your Hope everybody had fun Zags playing Tibberman. See you.
21: Yeah. I think some of the early laptops to our they used on the shuttle were from Grid, which of
16: course later became
6: part of Oh, watch this.
21: And uh, something's going to happen. On your screen is a live view of our drone ship, where our first stage will be coming down. Looks like we lost that live view, but we'll wait for confirmation of that landing shortly here.
15: Oh, they didn't show the... There were things splashing down in the screen? water
9: when they showed good. Has
21: this yeah, is the Falcon 9 to carry like we humans today, to orbit. Over. So very exciting for us. Oh, fantastic!
8: These
6: are going e- And as again. you can
21: see on your right screen, Bob and Doug Ooh, you don't are get it wet, still right? making their way yeah. to their targeted orbit. That
7: <laughs>
20: one a recovery, one.
21: So exciting today. <laughs> I'm
20: not too sure about riding on a rocket that called stop. demo.
21: It does not stop.
20: All right, we did we did hear again Sounds that call out good orbital insertion. So that means. They're all in right now exactly where they're supposed to launch. be. Well, I, get
7: out, but... FRC <laughs> I, I see demo is also demolition, ramming into something. It's
8: better than you Looks know like one that's called zero irregular zero D, or uh, factory second.
20: I know Bob
21: Let's take scratch and dent project that is to that the orbit.
6: Hey, we put men on the moon with the lowest bidder.
21: And before separation, before They're driving, the separation from the second stage, they do yeah, make sure to make they they do ensure that it's good. The booster is not made it okay. I don't know and what the waves are like up by Florida before there. Before we separate,
20: that's right. The upper stage does small attitude maneuver using some cold gas thrusters built into the rocket body itself.
13: I know it took off from California. I don't know if they came back to California.
21: Well, exactly. So we do expect that separation so, to occur. So in about is a saying he doesn't see any couches
13: in their flight path.
9: <laughs>
21: they do wait until they have information uh, that it is ready to separate. I knew
8: they're missing something.
7: Nightmare Rendezvous.
21: Such cool views. I cannot get over this view that we are seeing right now. Bob and Doug on the road. So right what kind of time frame do we have to out in space?
20: Tomorrow or something? Yeah, already two hundred kilometers. Yeah, yeah NASA
12: usually plays that one safe. I know the Russians have done it in like hours, miles. but
20: Traveling in excess need a special flight path of to do 2,700 that. meters. So they're going to sit in the seats for the whole day? Or about 16,000 miles per well, hour. Well,
6: they're pretty
3: comfortable with no gravity.
20: Yeah. Again, we're just standing by that separation. So they're not going event. directly it be coming to the up ISS? shortly well, So a are going some time. The Draco for, thrusters for the that are, are going to be used to, it. to maneuver and then power Yeah, because ISS is moving around 18,000 miles an hour itself. So standing by for separation we're so going to keep building expected up speed to get up to the right loss. orbits it sounds like we had an expected los loss of signal and in the meantime the it depends <laughs> waiting for confirmation <laughs> oh now look at that, that. Dragon so, separation. separation confirmed dragon and separation and confirmed
21: there Another is a great stage? view right in front of you of one, yeah, separation. Separation. Uh, this is
1: what ron's talking about where they and kept using their hands follow. huh Ron? Dragon. sounds like they now kept losing their hands. It looked like they were told, to down. Space station <laughs> prompted.
9: Yeah.
21: Dragon SpaceX with that separation call. Uh, we have a few words for you. And there's fine. a bird flying.
1: But did you guys see the little bird flying out the window there? Second
13: ago? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> space bird. Standing by.
13: Stanley Kubrick
5: all over in again. Dragon to
4: ground. They, they take the an alien Bob fire. Doug,
5: on behalf of the entire amazing. launch team, thanks for flying with Falcon 9 today. We hope you enjoyed the ride and. Wish you a great mission.
1: Uh, you are now free to roam about the thanks, capsule. Bala,
12: congratulations
19: <laughs> to you and the F-9 team for the first. Be uh,
13: through with every service quest. here shortly. Or, Falcon 9. And it was incredible. Uh, appreciate all the hard work
19: and uh, thanks for the great. Some uh, good
16: social distancing from Earth. Yeah.
19: Gabriel, like in just a little bit, cabin
1: service team. will be coming uh, by. If you would you like so a beverage or complimentary bag today, of peanuts, please let the, the serving shore, attendant know.
12: Now, mind shore. you, you will have to observe uh, sucking the peanuts through a straw <laughs> so they don't around <laughs> the capsule. a bit. <laughs> I do like the, uh, the, the screens, the touch screens they've got for the astronauts, so all that's all right, definitely so more and advanced than NASA. The whole thing
9: looks like something out of a movie. In uh, fact, I think I see ease
12: of, use, of use running in a little window on the right there.
9: <laughs> <laughs> just hit Captain clear. Now,
2: I was going to say, these aren't running on 30-year-old hardware like the old rockets The core used to here in Hawthorne like and giving the crew and a heads up. These are running really old hardware, right? Where the that is that We have confirmation really the nose cone is just deploying.
20: So again, that nose cone is going to open it up a little strange. bit more than 90 degrees. goes up to about, I think, 105 <laughs> degrees. And that's going to expose uh, <laughs> the actual the docking spear- ring and the hatch that, that they're going to be going through once nuts. they attach yeah, to the International Space yeah. Station. it's Just two guys playing on
4: computer games with a triple to screen display. I've seen this to be before.
6: I mean, the giveaway is the fact that the, the Earth looks round. I mean, it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's...
9: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, there's a big fake. You can also, clearly see the string on that. That's exactly what I would expect from someone from a fake country.
8: Uh, just keeping dragon Nimble, nimble post opens the door where
2: gonna be One should know <laughs> well to 18 hours until the go <laughs>
8: Exactly, exactly. The Falcon <laughs> job may be done for today, but the we're mission is not <laughs> yeah. This, this was the As from you can Florida. see
21: Bob and Doug are still inside okay. crew dragon making their way okay. it will be would be kind of cool to see if they would interview Felix from the Red
6: Bull jump tomorrow morning just to see what he thinks now
21: Oh, <sighs> such cool views. I love that we can get these free live Tesla views screens. here and see and watch what they're doing now that they are in order Yeah, the actual to Tesla launch in it's space,
12: it's that be pretty well be bleached white over by now, isn't
20: it? ...to be along for the ride. And we're going to be with them, and we're going to be with all of you the entire way uh, for their journey to the space station. We're going to be please, covering live... Please free,
8: feel free to move over to the, the veranda deck. Period man oh, what really what cool today. look at all the screens entertainment today wonder
20: what movie they're going to watch by the way this is what coco uh, talk broadcast looking central looks like here in the next couple of hours <laughs> is going
8: to be there <laughs> i thought it was control. that outhouse i was so at that one time to, to
20: take control and manually pilot dragon we'll walk you through what that's hello everybody Dang. we have some good station coverage. We'll be able to use hey. right inside Dragon, looking I need to the get everything up and running. I've got two streams going. I can actually watch them. the launch end. I we had a smooth ride. The two best things going on today of not Yeah, doing absolutely. the like We haven't quite orbit. decided the order of those two, but and yeah, I mean, this is this is a day, <laughs> this is a historical day. This is us I, um, just off just anywhere. in time. I literally got an internet upgrade today, so I've got an extra twenty-five gigabytes and more bandwidth. the space shuttle program came to an. 2011. Yes. And the weather the
12: weather cooperated
21: yes second time's a charm
12: <laughs> david do you know what time the actual dockings do
21: all right so day for the history books. Um, is it As 19 it hours from now
8: i think that's what they said 19, 19, 19 hours the still uh, are yes. to yes, yep. so are we just gonna are we just gonna stand by and do um, extra news until then, uh, or
21: broadcasting live? Yeah, <laughs> 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 I better we do that in. every week. And Dan, we are just in awe of <laughs> the Coco Talk Telephone 14
2: NASA <laughs> MSV 3K, right. 3K, <laughs> 3K edition. All right, we
8: already
6: know we can do a six hour
8: show. Yeah, that is true. Only if we have Darren Ottery start take off with a nice music video. Oh, I could, yeah, we need another one of those.
1: <laughs> tim frank says anybody know what the in-flight meal and movie is <laughs> <laughs> yeah the movie's airplane
23: uh the in- well in- you- like meal would be in flight meal. Be- maples that'd be uh, maples
1: that in was town. cool that was cool that was very 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 cool the f- yeah, when, when was the last time humans were launched into space i don't even know like
12: well, the Russians surprising. have been doing it for a while. Well, how long is, the is, the there, is
1: there anybody on the ISS right now? Yes. Yes, there is. How long has he been it's, it's been 24-7.
4: There's yeah. been somebody in space for 20 years, constantly.
23: Yep. It's 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 continually manned 24-7. And it was nine years to, um, today since they launched the last space shuttle mission. So the last time they launched any American astronauts from American soil was nine years ago.
12: Wow. But, but everything uh, else has been Russia so far.
23: We, yeah. We've been paying Russia to launch our people.
12: Right. Yeah.
15: yeah because the Soyuz That's is it. absolutely indestructible, and
1: so so quality people ships? have. What's that, Tim?
13: Oh, the Soyuz quality ships. They 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 work. Unless you put a drill to them.
8: <laughs> I'll right? no, just just put some Capcom tape on it. It'll be fine.
1: Oh my goodness! So we've been people have been being launched into space, but this is just the first time Correct. it's been from a, from America. In well, it's the first
23: five. time a yes, private it's... company
12: has done it ever. Okay.
23: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You
12: know and I mean.
15: think a decade period. we so. Wow. Last shuttle mission.
1: It's it's. Yeah, you know, news. It, it's yeah. such a shame that we got so jaded. I remember as a kid the first time. Things were launching to space. You know, watching it on a little tiny black and white TV. I remember the first time, you know, people went on the moon, and that was like never had been done in in history, and it was an amazing thing. And in and then since then, throughout the seventies and eighties, it seemed like they were just shooting shuttles up so often. Ah, it's another shuttle. Who cares? You know. So we kind of <laughs> the 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 magic of it seemed to kind of maybe not be as uh, appreciated as much. So
6: TV kind of ruined it too. Yeah if you've seen right. a launch live it is completely different
23: i've never actually seen a launch live so no, uh, it's uh, do... for, for me
6: but i do
23: for me this thing is just it's just like a i mean this is just as exciting to me as what the initial first space shuttle launch was and i remember that first space shuttle launch yep. was 80 81 or 82 or whatever 81 i think it was and 81. uh and yeah the reason why i wanted to just watch this undistracted was cuz all the lead up stuff i just find absolutely fascinating and, um, so, uh, yeah, it's, and it's good to be back with the, with the crew on Coco talk now and, and we've all got to see it live. It's just fantastic. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm pumped the, about it.
6: The biggest <laughs> difference is the lack of the earthquake because you, you, you have people that's like, Oh, there's no possible way we could really launch people in space. All these conspiracy idiots. But yeah. frankly, when you're eight miles away from the launch, and the machine shakes the ground to the point where you fall over and wow. windows are rattling in the frames or breaking if they didn't replace them with plexiglass, you can, <laughs> you, you can just, I, I know why Buzz Aldrin hit that dude for saying that they didn't go to space because yeah, yeah. the machine makes an earthquake for 10 miles around. Wow. It's possible.
23: Yeah. yeah that's It's all amazing. possible. Yeah i mean you know I, i'm one I, I always weigh up conspiracies there's some conspiracies i believe that are real but i tell you what this the, the space one oh we didn't go to the moon oh what a load of bunk it's just so stupid it's just as bad as the flat earth theory
1: yeah i've had some of the cheese so i know we've been there
13: yes, <laughs> i mean if we haven't been to the
12: moon how would they have created lunar rover patrol our game yeah. for next week yeah,
2: exactly Hello. Hello. <laughs> filmed Natural on location. footage and, yeah. and
1: Alan Murphy had a great suggestion that uh, we should tie in a bunch of Coco-themed space games on Space Talk today. But I just I just ran out of time before I could get them all loaded over to Cocoa to do. So we're thinking that maybe tonight we'll do a uh, game on where we will, of course, the, we have the game of the week, which is Lunar Rover Patrol. But we can make it a, a Space Talk, Coco Talk, After Dark Uh, game on gaming stream where we can play just all kinds of miscellaneous coco space themed games tonight so that'll be kind of fun we'll carry on the space theme all night long um favorite line or song too um so do we we have more news we have like real news to do right l curtis Boyle.
12: not a ton of them but there's a
1: few all right so we're going to take a commercial break and we'll come back with news from l curtis boyle everyone's favorite canadian it's time for everyone's favorite canadian l
12: curtis boyle um no, it's nick morota <laughs> so <laughs> let's see i'm just a hack
1: we i gotta <laughs> see what commercial i want to run uh have we done the psa yet the which PS- commercial you, which, which commercial are you gonna
23: break <laughs>
2: I kind of want to see the Cocoa Thoughts again. You want to
1: see the Cocoa Thoughts again? (laughs) We will do that. We will will lead in with the Cocoa Thoughts while I figure out what commercial to run. Here we go.
3: And now, Cocoa Thoughts by Samuel Gimes. Sometimes the Cocoa is... is... uh, I never wanted to be a thinker at all. I wanted to be... (laughs) A Timberman, The Colorful Graphics, The Unlockable Characters, Ron Delvo. <laughs> I'm the Timberman and I'm okay, I sleep all night and I chop all day. He's the Timberman and he's okay, he sleeps all night and he chops all day. I chop at trees from side to side, I cannot tell a lie. If one little tiny branch touches me, I fall right down and die. <laughs> he's a timberman and he's okay. He sleeps all night and he chops all day. <laughs> call, call,
9: talk. Coucou 2, c'est le coq champignon. des micros et dans le pion. Pour le jeu, il pas pas bataille. Les études, c'est pas bizarre. L'expansion, il a un enfant. Les commandes, tu vas voir ça. Notre con est bon un Pour tes courses, c'est bien serviable. Coco 2 de Radio Chac, ton affaire est dans le
20: sac.
10: Un ordinateur couleur, quelle la personnalité. Le Coco 2 de
20: Radio Sac. On solde pour Noël à partir de 149,95. Coucou 2 de Radio Chac, ton affaire est dans
3: le sac. C'est moi, c'est Coucou 2. And now, Coco Thoughts by Samuel Gimes. If you're using your color computer in Quebec and it stops working, is it now a Coco won't do?
22: Hi, Ron
4: Delvo, Timberman, Coco Fest
3: in a world where rgb produces black and white video one cable can make a difference switcheroo coco3scartcable.com
7: Hi, this is Rick Adams, author of Temple of Rom and Shanghai. And you've tuned in to Cocoa Talk, the nation's leading live talk show featuring the Tandy Color Computer.
1: What's going on everybody? Original gamer Stevie Stroh here. And if you're a fan of vintage computing and retro gaming, then you're gonna love our retro swag shop at 8bit256.com. There you will find custom designs by Instagram artist Joel M. Adams. You can get Ama Coconut, Coco Talk, and other cool video game images on a t-shirt, coffee mug, or mouse pack. So if you love retro, then head on over to the retro swag shop at 8bit256.com today. Tell them the original gamer Stevie Stro sent you.
7: Storewide store-wide manager's red tag sale is on now. We've slashed prices 20%, 30%, 40%, 50%. Save on famous Radio Shack Hi-Fi, car stereo, radios, toys, TV games, calculators, walkie-talkies, and CB radios. Look for the big red tag. Save like never before on these and literally hundreds of red tag specials. Hurry into Radio Shack today.
16: Hi, this is Randy Kindig of the Floppy Days Podcast. I just love me some cocoa, and nobody covers it better than Steve Strowbridge.
18: You're listening to Cocoa Talk.
10: From around the world, what you need to know. Get caught up on news with El
0: and Elk. a Muppet News Flash!
1: All right, we are back. And we are here with news, and we've got our foreign correspondent from that third world country known as Canadia. That flat third world country. At least it's a real
8: country, unlike Australia, which is obviously fake.
1: That's right.
23: (laughs) Yeah, we don't exist.
1: (laughs) L. Curtis Boyle, what is new in the world of news? We are dying to know. It's a Muppet News flash. should I be Beaker?
12: <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me share the Mr. screen here. You guys see that? Yeah, I can. Hey, right, so first up, um, I'm got these probably a little bit out of order here. But uh, yeah, thanks, Curtis. <laughs> Actually, this first one's this first one's right. I have to switch between my browser and another app for one that of the news like things. A I'm not sure how many. Coco
1: Mac so. keyboard
8: there.
12: Yeah, and that's Gary Becker, of course. Oh, Gary Becker. I didn't
8: recognize yeah, that's
19: oh, where, where's
12: the Becker port on that Coco then? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, this is uh thanks to James Diffendafter, uh Diffendaffer, sorry. He uh, posted a link in Discord this past week um, of the uh, Central Texas Retro Computer Club with online meeting for May the second. Now on this call we're like Brendan Donahue, Gary Becker says so a few Cocoa people, some other Tier City people too, but Gary's kind of giving a little bit of an update on the Gimme X stuff here, so I thought I'd play this because I don't think a lot of people got to see this before. So no. let me know if the volume's okay.
10: Everybody see this one? Yeah. This bring is, it up a uh, notch. The inside of a uh, Color Computer three, Candy Color Computer three.
12: Is there anything on the keys?
10: Yeah, they're kind of light. This is a an aftermarket keyboard. Oh. <laughs> Let me see if I can maybe get a little bit better video on that. Gary, is it going to add Snyder's keyboards? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. yeah his, they're a lot more uh, rugged than the uh, original one is. Oh, yeah. Agreed. And But the main thing I wanted to show on this is there's a, uh, a plug-in board here, right in here. Which is a project I've been working on for slightly more than a year. Ed actually did the hardware part of it, but I'm doing the FPGA part of it. It's, it's called the uh, the Gimme X. The Gimme is the main chip on the Color Computer three. So we are recreating the the Gimme and then adding extensions to it. Yeah. And then there's a the memory board right in here, which holds two meg. Mm-hmm. Original only had. Uh, uh, up to five twelve on it, mm-hmm. and then so the gimme X, yeah.
14: So, so, Gary, would you say the the uh, the gimme X is um it's a Coco VGA except that it's it works with the the uh the, the latest version of the Coco, right? The the the
19: Cocoa three. Yeah,
10: yeah, yeah. It's a, it's awesome. Yeah, it gives a, yeah, a few more video modes. The original Color Computer. You know, it was limited to uh, 16 colors max. And I've actually added 256 color mode to this. And then uh, there's several different 256 color modes and then I've done some other extensions to it stuff also. But, but yeah, that's something that me and Ed have kind of been working on now for, like I said, slightly more than a year. Wow. He is starting to uh, sample it to uh, developers this, this month. Yeah, I, think gonna that's have... gonna be,
19: I think that's going to be a hot seller, Gary. I think you guys are going to sell a lot of those.
10: Yeah, I think so. I, I or Ed's going to sell a lot of those. <laughs> yeah,
12: that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's, I thought it was a pretty cool update and I hadn't seen that before. Yeah. And, uh, I'm, I'm on the list of the people that are supposed to be getting beta versions of the board, of course, with uh, COVID, you know, stuff at the borders delayed, as a few of us have discovered. I think, uh, David O'Connor, you've had some issues with that, too. So,
23: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I was.
1: I, this is what I was thinking about the Gimme X, because as as nice as it is and as, as it's going to be, and even if the Cocoa VGA, which I'm also a fan of, and we've got sound cards, we've got all these things that are great hardware additions to the Cocoa. The the challenge is is getting support for them or getting development for it. But where I see the Gimme X, especially getting into your um, foreign little hands, is that if you start doing Nitrous 9 drivers for it, now oh, yeah. even some dipshit like me can now write a program in Basic 09 that could be a Gimme X enabled thing. And I don't have to know how to talk to its registers because you can just write a driver for it. So. Um, to kind of gimme Xify Nitrous 9 would be a really cool thing because now there's existing software that can take advantage of these resolutions. There's hopefully extensions you can add to BASIC to enable these new modes and colors and stuff. So I think that would probably be one of the fastest ways to start developing for this if if the OS support's there and you don't have to write, you know, hand code
12: all the routines to talk to this new hardware, you know?
9: Or speed, too.
12: Yeah, that, that is the plan. We're going to be supporting a couple things fairly quick off the bat once we have them here to test. And <clears throat> there's a few things we have to change software timings on, like MIDI ports and floppy drive controllers and stuff. We'll need timing changes for the speed increase. But we plan on you know supporting the speed increase. We plan on supporting this extended 512 color palette um, and then eventually starting into the modes and stuff too. Uh, there's a few modes we'll probably be doing off the of start because they're easier to do. And then we have to figure out some ways uh, using his new DMA style thingy to uh, do the higher modes because they can't fit, all, fit the whole screen in memory at once. So you have to kind of bounce around or to use his DMA streaming thingy. So Bill and I will start playing that as soon as we, we get them in our grubby little hands.
1: Are there higher hardware text modes like 80 by 50 or anything like that?
12: Not yet. It sounds like that uh, there was a timing issue. They didn't have that ready. Okay. I know Bill's got drivers for the matchbox already done and working and tested for that. So if they, okay. as soon as they support it, it'll be a pretty quick port, like maybe a day or two. Okay. But yeah, that's planned. The first thing we're going to try to get going is the three megahertz mode, the 2.86 megahertz.
1: Oh, just, just yeah. out of curiosity. I know one of the things you've been doing with um, G shell for optimizational reasons, you're, you're doing a lower resolution in a four color mode. Is there, Uh, a possibility that we could have a multicolored G-shell that would still have decent frame rates.
12: Well, once again, it comes to the fact when you start getting the really high-res, high-color modes, you're starting to use more memory than you can fit the 6809 viewable at once. So you Mm. have to split your screen and bring in chunks of it and write to that part. Um, oh, which, so if you're just of, like you're... dumping a picture, that's easy. If if you're trying to like draw a circle and it's going to extend between mm. you know three or four map screens, you got to figure out okay, I've stopped drawing here. I got to bring the next chunk. It's got to continue drawing over there. So why I have to of... find out how a
1: streaming thing works? Yeah, do you have to like kind of MMU through the video screen yes. at this point? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
12: Yeah. Right now we we get like right now the way the graphics driver is set up is you can fit 32k of a screen in memory once, which means you can fit a 320 by 216 color, 640 by 200 by Four color that's four um, AK blocks that the MMU handles, yeah. right? So, which now... is why in CoVDG we will be supporting 160 by 200 by 256 probably fairly quickly because that fits in 32K as oh, well.
1: That would be cool for image viewing, right? For pretty GIFs and stuff.
12: Yeah, it'd be pretty, it'd be a little more low res. It'd be the same res as like Rescue and or mm-hmm. Cronus Rift or some of those. Um, Rad Warrior on cartridge, I think that's another one. Um, even Gunstar, that's a lower res mode, like that, something like that would fit on there as well. Um, I was hoping they would have the double vertical res because I was going to try to support 320 by 400 by four and 640 by 400 by two, because then you can do, you know, graphics on a fairly high res screen, giving you a lot of pixels to fiddle with. Uh, But that anything with the extended vertical, apparently they have not got working yet because there's some timing changes you have to do between that, the VGA and how do you do it with a regular RGB monitor, which this does support. I mean, you'd have to go into interlace mode basically to do that. Um, what do you do if you have a composite plugged in or the s video because he's got those ports as well do you disable them in those cases or do you i, interlace I, I or think do weird things? um
1: i think anybody who has to worry about composite falls into the same category as the uh, amiga
12: community there's a bunch of douches we don't care about them right so <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, there's a few things to take consideration, but our our first priority will be get three megahertz running, right? Because that just helps everybody right off the bat. You know, mean, you the booting up of G Shell. Yeah, and, nobody's going to be using and...
1: composite on the Gimme X, right? Because it's RGB, right? It's VGA out.
12: Well, it's VGA, it's RGB, analog, and S video. Like it's got multiple options. So if you have capture devices that are you know based on the older technology, mm-hmm. they will still work. But
1: none of these none of these enhanced modes are going to go over a composite
12: output, are they? Uh, well, the enhanced color modes for sure will. They will. Yeah, if you have a 512 color palette instead of a 64 color palette? there's no reason that won't work. Well, I guess because it, yeah. because
1: this is still on the motherboard. I'm thinking that everything's coming out of the ports that are on the Gimme X circuit board. But it's actually pumping it back into the Coco motherboard. So the composite out that's already there is going to be able to see this. I'm
12: that's not sure right. exactly how that works if it's separate cabling. I haven't got mm. mine yet. Has anybody here got one yet? Yeah, I have mine yeah. hooked up. And I so
1: have mine hooked
14: up, and it and it does work that way.
1: Okay, yeah, I guess okay. my brain's not following the circuit logic here, but yeah, I guess that would make sense if it. Actually, Paul,
14: if you have one, you want to give a quick review since none of the rest of us do. <laughs> what have you uh, seen so far? <clears throat> so far, it's been awesome. Um, so it uh, it does output um, the uh, the the same signal out through the VGA. Um, it does the same through the RGB port, and uh, it looks like it's doing the same out through the composite as well. Um, I was doing some, uh, we were doing some live demo of it when we were doing some Game On stuff. I think it was with Downland two weeks ago and we were playing around with the different outputs to see what they look like. Um, the uh, composite was a little uh, little oversaturated and the uh, RGB was a little undersaturated, but cleaning up uh, with filters through OBS, um, you know, it looks pretty good. That's what I was, actually what you're seeing right now behind me Timberman playing, that's through the Gimme X um, and that's through the RGB output right there. Um, So I just, you know, tune that a little bit and it looks good. But overall, um, I haven't done anything Gimme X specific with it yet. Um, Have
12: you tried the semi graphics higher modes that that was supposed to fix?
14: So I only tried um, what what I believe is already well known, uh, the issues that are already well known um, with like the Protectors 2 and the Guardian and that sort of stuff. Um, and it's it's not working. I mean, there's it, it works to some degree better than it did on the original gimme, but um, you know some things just flat out aren't working. And at some point, um, you know, I I intend to put some time into that to uh, see if can figure out what it is exactly that's um, you know some of the games that aren't working, maybe like Rampage and stuff like that. Um, do some investigative work into those. Um, you know, put them uh-huh. on a logic probe and uh, see if you can figure out where. Um, not a logic probe a logic analyzer uh, to see if you can figure out where uh, those things are actually breaking is, is there a lot
12: of things that are breaking at this point or is it just a few
14: no just just a few i mean um and i think uh, like i said um there's a discord channel dedicated to uh X testing at the moment i think that's the only place uh right now where folks are um putting feedback um i think i've sent a couple emails Dad, i've yet to hear back but um I think so far, you know, that's been the primary mode of uh, collaboration for folks to stay on the same page as to what they're testing. But uh, I haven't found anything really, other than what's already been discussed that doesn't work. You know, the Rampage uh, is one of them. And, um, you, know, um, you know, the, the semi graphic stuff.
12: Yeah. So I'm assuming that the other higher semi-graphics mode games, of which is a couple dozen that, you know, Steve and I have shown before too, I'm assuming all those are working. It's just the oddball ones that you know, did mixed text and graphics using sub parts of each scan line, like protectors too. And then garden uses that weird overscan mode.
14: Yeah. It's like 48 uh, scan lines, 48 bytes per scan line. Yeah.
12: Okay. So, so if the regular semi graphics works, I mean, that's a huge improvement. Cause it, I mean, we've Nick, Nick Miranda's came up with that little, you know, poke you can do on the gimme to fool it to kind of fake semi graphics, but you can't do any text at all. And from the sounds of it, I think the Gimme x will handle all the regular text just fine. It's only if you start doing the mixed mode stuff, like mixing so the characters. has
1: anybody tried like Audio Spectrum Analyzer? That's a perfect one to try. That's semi-graphics with yeah. text yeah. or uh, like pac or something like that. Yeah. Those are... uh,
14: I, I haven't tried those yet, Stevie, but uh, definitely put them on my list, uh, give okay. it a shot.
12: Yeah, I believe Ed had said that he tried a couple of those and those are working.
14: Okay.
23: So. I have an update regarding the Gimme X and PAL Coco 3s as well. Um, as we know, I think I mentioned last week that um, I hadn't been in touch with Ed yet, but uh, I had an idea maybe that uh, Ed and I could exchange a couple of motherboards from our uh, Coco 3. So I've got two PAL Coco 3s here. Um, neither of them will work with the Gimme X at the moment because of physical constraints, because it, it just physically won't fit. Um, so I got in touch with Ed uh, during the week and sent him an email and said, look, what, what do you think of the idea if we just uh, take the motherboards out of our Coco 3s? I give you a, a, a power motherboard that you can work on and, and develop a, a power version of the Gimme X. And uh, in exchange, you'll give me a, an NTSC board that I can have with a, an existing Gimme X and, and do further testing and you know, work as part of the, the beta team and, and you know for testing things and see how it goes. So, uh, I haven't yet heard back from Ed yet, but... Um, But I mean, uh, uh, regarding the fine details, I have heard back from him. He said, yeah, great idea. Let's do it. Um, So he's all for it. So we're going to do it. We've just got to organize logistics at the moment.
1: Just out of curiosity, David, you kind of look like you're at uh, mission control SpaceX there, too. How uh, was the launch status from your end?
23: Oh, everything was a go for launch here, right from the word go. It's all the modules are working properly, the real-time clock's working properly. It's uh, <laughs> everything was go here, and it's it's all been controlled from a Cocoa Three. So the 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 the, uh, the Dragon, you know, the Dragon and Cocoa, they're all related together. So uh, <laughs> no I'm <don't>, um, yeah. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Yep.
12: We're definitely looking forward to it. I mean, we'll be yeah. able to support some stuff out of the gate uh, fairly yeah. quickly, yeah. and then some other stuff is going to take some. Kind of,
1: kind of good to see Gary Becker again too, because I don't he's I don't think he's as connected to people online. So we you know there's people we can see on Discord and on Facebook a little more frequently. Gary is a guy I typically only see once a year at Cocoa Fest, so I didn't get a chance to see him this year. So it was good to see. Yeah, him. and I
12: heard it at one time that somebody was saying he was in ill health, and he seems to be okay here. So well, hopefully yeah. he recovered yeah. from whatever was ailing. Good to see him. <clears throat> okay, next up, uh, Jason. I'm going to skip one story and save that one for last, just because I have to switch between apps to do a full throw of that. So next, we'll come up with this one. Some some bald guy named Stevie, I think, uh, did a video here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just want I just want to go on record once again. I've I've been saying this for years. The MC10 is incredible. It's an amazing machine. It's fantastic. There's uh, incredible people working for it. Jim Gary, amazing man, doing fantastic work. Um, MC10. And all the way. Can we fact check that?
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <we> have, <laughs> yeah, I we think we're gonna a, get a, Twitter a warning wait, on that. And... We
1: We've just been flagged seats, by yeah. YouTube
8: yeah. By, yeah. for fact check.
1: Yeah, <laughs> fake news. All right. So yeah, There's a little gonna, small board. Yeah, that's the MCX one twenty eight. I've had my MC tens and all my upgrades for many years, and I've been threatening to do something <clears> with them. And since I've gotten more. Um, familiar with the pi drive wire which also supported mc i thought well let me finally put all these pieces together and see if i can get you know f- for lack of better words drive wire working on the mc10 and and it works speaking of mission control you can see my control board back there in the background so uh, neat stuff so yeah i bought mine many years ago and and it's, and it's all good
12: so I was going to ask you this because I'm not familiar with the MCX. What's the difference between MCS basic and MCX basic large? The amount of RAM available in basic. So
1: uh, you get like 48K. Uh, One of them gives you like 32K. The other one gives you like 48K available um, RAM. That's, and that's with the
12: extended basic commands name yes with the
1: extended basic commands and and the 48k is, is obviously more desirable but there would be certain programs that might not be compatible with it as far as how they're reading memory so in the docs he kind of mentions that you certain software might require you to, to do the small RAM mode versus the big RAM mode so it's if you're doing new software you want as much RAM as possible but for compatibility reasons they've got a like a medium mode you know
12: okay and how smooth is the mc server stuff does that work quite well yeah
1: or? yeah if you scroll down towards the end you'll kind of see it um right around yeah if you go back just a little bit yeah right yeah see right there, just right, oh, yeah, there. yeah so you just kind of pull up dir you can get a list of what's on your folder and then you can load things so this is like using um <laughs> disk basic on your mc10
2: wow look at that animation that is great yeah,
1: yeah isn't MC10, that amazing it is <laughs> mc10 so, so happy they're dancing yeah yeah. Oh great, so now I'm hungry.
23: Commercials. Yeah, right. So <laughs> MC10, skip
6: it. MC ten fact check. On the Discord, how do you bring up the MC ten icon?
1: Uh that would be colon doorstop colon.
6: <laughs>
9: yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 right. uh,
12: yeah. So this Stevie's
2: is... love runs hot and cold. It does. Yeah.
1: But now my, my, my nine, last nine, question nine, on nine, the MC nine.
12: <laughs> my last question for Stevie on the MC ten is how how do you find the keyboard for typing?
1: Uh, it's incredible! It's fantastic! It's amazing! Um, <laughs> that bad, huh? I just saw the, the Twitter horrible. fact check f-
23: flag come up again here. Um, a, it, it was it was bigly successful. <laughs> bigly successful!
1: It's
8: huge. The keyboard.
1: I think is you huge. meant amazingly horrible. <laughs> so, I had been I I had promised Mikey that, that I would do this as my as I'm further trying to learn um, Pi Drivewire. This was on my list to do, but. Part of it was me finding where I'd tucked away my MC10s. They were in something in a box in my garage somewhere. So, um, and and part of me learning Pi wire is to learn it without asking people for help and just seeing if I can read the documentation, figure it out based on the documentation. And, and I was able to do that. So, like Yay, from that means
5: that means my documentation is worth something. Yeah, it yeah. passed it. It's <laughs> passing this D V test. That was it. It's,
12: yeah, that was one of my criteria for the ease of use documentation too. And then I actually sent it off to John Schaller then too because he's new to the cocoa period. I mean, Stevie does have a fairly good base knowledge of the cocoa maybe not OS 9, but he helped out the last revision I just did here last week too that that's been updated too for for rank rank beginners. But I was going to ask you too, what's what's uh, the extension C10 supposed to stand for? Because I know you have some basic uh, programs and some of the same.
1: Cassette, I think it's a cassette file. It and is. So it, it's, it's
5: exactly... It's exactly the same as a Coco cassette file. The actual formatting is exactly the same. I don't know, really. I think they just wanted you change the extension just so that you know that that particular cassette is for MC10 versus Coco. Yeah, because just the like the basic files, right? tokens are not compatible. Uh, exactly, you know, not all of them are exactly the same in between MC Basic and. uh and Coco Basic, so. so it's
12: kind of like the dragons are different than the cocos too, then right? right?
5: You can but, actually load the the way the cassette file into any of them because the the actual sounds bits and, the actual bits and bytes the formatting of the data on the cassette is the same, but you know if the you're using a different Basic tokenizer, it's not going to recognize it.
12: Okay, now does the MC10 have an ASCII mode for transferring back and forth? It like does not.
5: Oh really? Maybe <laughs> I think there's some there may be something in MCX Basic but I'm a little rusty on that. Yeah, I
12: was yeah. just going to ask like if they'd fix that
1: so, in MCX. So make- here's the cool thing about MCX Basic similar to, to DriveWire. Let's say you want to start writing software and typing in software on your MC10 but wh- how do you how do you save it? Are you literally going to plug in cassettes and save things to freaking cassettes? I would hope that answer would be no. So you set up uh, an MC server and you boot up with your MCX Basic. You can now save to disk. You can do a save M, um, a save or save M, and save your file to the mounted folder that you have in your server. So you can now save your, you can work on your MC10 and save software to your PC, which to me that makes perfect sense. I would not want to save crap out to tape or save it to a WAV file somewhere else. You know, it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, so it's it's pretty cool and um and this is something that i I had not done and and now it's done history has been made
12: yeah and i'm hoping uh if the mcx basic supports the ascii save you could actually have a program you wrote years ago on the coco that uses some extended basic low res or medium res mm, mode yeah, and transferred over to
1: it's definitely I, I, there's there's really good documentation on the uh, MCXware site from Darren Atkins, and I, I pulled those up and I don't have them all committed to memory but there's a link to that MCXware site in in that video so that'll take you straight to the project page from Darren and you can get the not only the basic documentation that tells you all the commands to do stuff in basic but it's and I also referenced the MC server documentation to kind of understand some of the back end part of it too between those two docs and Mikey's doc, um, I was able to figure all of this out, and that was kind of my goal because I had a hundred people that said, well, "Let me help you. I'll help you," and that's great. But I want to figure it out, you know. And I was able to figure it out. That was part of the fun.
12: Plus, that's a way you helped me to test the documentation. Yeah,
1: like that said, was so. that was part of yes. my, my promise to Mikey too. Is that listen, I'm I'm the idiot abroad. So if I can do it, any idiot can do it. So,
5: and that's why you know sometimes I feel like I'm mean to some of you guys in like the, you know. Our little little bit closer community. I say, can you please read the documentation and please give you know give me feedback on how that went for you. I want you to help me improve the documentation. So well, basically, if Stevie if uh, Stevie did it, then that means that I wrote it well enough for Stevie to understand and. Well, that as be. I'm
1: thinking, there might have been one thing that I had to extrapolate on my own, Mikey, and that was uh, on the MC side. You you mentioned the set path, I think it was called, or set dir, yeah. and trying to type that command into the um, Pi Drive Wire terminal window, it would not take that command. But the error message it gave me, it said type in mc space help. And then when I typed in mc space help, I realized there was a whole bunch of commands that started with mc for mc ten. So I think it was mc space set path space path. Yep but I don't think the MC commands were in the documentation. So I had to, based on what I read, I stumbled across what I needed to, to know from, uh-huh. from the from the built-in help of the DriveWire server, but I don't think those were actually in the document. But um, so for your feedback there.
5: Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for cool. the feedback. Yeah.
12: So are you planning on doing any follow-ups on this, Stevie, too? At some yeah, thing?
1: yes, and um, because, uh, because MC does not support uh, the Pi DriveWire version of MC doesn't support a few things. Um, I'm going to wait on that or or maybe, okay. maybe run the other MC server off of my Cocoa Pi or something. But right now it was a proof of concept and I know I can do it. Um, so now I want to figure out a a way to organize a library because there's so much software thanks to Jim Gary and a few others (laughs) Um, how to figure out a folder structure for the library and then just um, they're they're in a a hodgepodge of formats some of them are in WAV format some of them are in that C10 format some of them are in these CAS formats so it's a mixed match of how people are saving out the images to the software Uh, some of them are actually just bins where you can actually do a load them to a bin and I don't know that all the full gamut of formats are supported in the Pi drive wire version of mc protocol just yet but i know they will be there
5: yeah so wave cas and c10 is definitely there because that's easy wave file support is partially there even though in the documentation i say it's not um not really uh you know i say it's not there but it actually is and that's because i'm not sure if it's working and you actually found a problem with that so i'm looking into that problem right now and Bin file support. uh, Are there actually bin files available for the MC10? If you have, if you know where those are, please tell me because I couldn't find any when I looked. And anyway, um,
12: Flag and Bird and Pac Man would be the equivalent of a bin file, wouldn't they? If you just saved them out in that format.
1: Well, they they essentially are bin files that are packaged into those C10 files, but we're looking for an actual bin file on its own. Like yeah. a raw? Yeah, raw right. bin the,
5: file. Anything, yeah. anything in the cassette format, whether it's CAS or C10, is completely supported. Oh, the, so you're looking for something straight out of an assembler?
1: Yes, an actual right. dot .bin file that we can try to load over.
12: Is um, Lost Valley pinball like that?
5: Well, here's, that the-, here's the thing. Um, I don't know about the tools that we had in the past, but the tools that we have right now to build software for the MC10, um, they actually produce like an S-record file, Motorola S-record oh, Motorola file. S-record? Okay, yeah. They don't even they don't even produce a bin file, and the reason why is because if you think about MCX Basic, there isn't such a thing as a bin file. It doesn't have an op- it didn't have an operating system. So this is something new for MCX Basic that the that the 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 original MC server actually supports uh, the bin file format that you have from the Coco. That's well, so,
12: what I was wondering. Like Lost Valley Pinball was a Radio Shack. It was sold a binary file. ML binary
1: and there, game. And,
5: yeah. And, and there, and so, so it is. It is a binary. You know, and I do the same thing for DW term uh, MC ten. Um, you know, the the assembler just creates an S record file, and the binary that that produces gets gets. Put right into a you know that gets converted into a, a cassette file because MakeWave or something I don't remember I think I use bin bin to cast or something like that is the tool that I use to actually converts it to a cassette file so um, the you know if if there are bin files for MC10 um, I you know that's the reason why you know why it's not currently there but I do. If I'll find somebody some is releasing you. stuff in a bin in a dot bin for the MC10, I do want to support it.
1: Yeah, it's in the documentation. So it's in the MCX Basic documentation that it does support the ability to do it. And um, so the original command in MCX Basic before um, for this upgrade was C Load M because that's how you had to load in that um, that pinball game. So C Load M existed. Um, but, I, but there was no C save M. They gave you no provision to save assembly language. I they, guess they, they couldn't imagine anybody assembling or creating assembly stuff on this machine. But there was a hmm. C load M command to load a binary file from cassette. Um, the extension has been loaded now to do a load M from, from MC, which is like their drive wire. And so now the question is, is can we find a um, native bin file that's not packaged in a DSK or, or C10 or, or CAS file format? And if they're out there, we'll get them and I'll I'll try them and I'll give them the Mikey to try too. And so my next step is to start hoarding software and figuring out where I'm going to get it and how I'm going to uh, kind of organize it.
5: Yeah, I, I look forward to working with you more, Stevie, to help improve the reliability and yeah, you know, make sure well all the you know i'm a member of that several com- i'm a there. member
1: of several communities and most of them are pretty douchey but working with you has been <laughs> a true pleasure so oh,
5: <laughs> no, is that a real compliment or not i'm no, not sure <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, it has. That's also
12: just... I, I prefer to word it as uh, underhanded sarcasm. I think,
5: is what it's <laughs> it's, Mikey, it's, oh. it's
2: real right now, Mikey, but it may not last. like no, I'm, I'm, just, a little, I'm just... just. tends to change. I'm doing a callback
1: to the Amigo guys. They were talking about how those, other, those <laughs> other communities were douches. It's so. like
12: Stevie's you know, view of, of ukuleles, I think. Yes, it's kind yes. of
1: yeah. Uh, no, it is a pleasure working with you, and I like that you're making me learn how to fish. You're not giving me the fish, right? So teach a man the fish is what I'm trying to do right now, not have you feed me the fish, so...
5: Yeah, uh, you didn't. You didn't ask. You said you were gonna do it, and I was busy this past week, and I didn't. Uh, I didn't really have time to pay attention to what you were doing. And boom, you spit out a video. It's like, oh, it's work. You know, this isn't working. I'm like, oh, that's so awesome. Thank you. <laughs> TV.
12: All right. Hey, next up, um, Carlos Camacho. Carlos Camacho is compiling a list of every possible model number for all the cocos. So if anyone has one that's not on his list yet, you want to send it to him on Facebook here, and he's got the list here. If this shows up, okay. I didn't realize there was as many model numbers.
7: Wow,
12: well, what's the serial
1: number?
5: Oh, <laughs> well, I know I know one he doesn't have, and I think uh, is it is it Mark B that has it? Twenty-six three one three five. Don't remember uh, who has that.
12: Was oh, that the one with the composite built in? Yeah. No, oh, that was the educational oh, model, the huh?
5: Educational one, yeah, yeah. No, no, I don't have that one. Yeah, some somebody in the group has that one. I don't remember That's who it big. is.
1: We don't need no education. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> and the,
9: the
1: the the role of soundboard today is played by
12: Stevie Stroh. <laughs> poorly, but <laughs> poorly. We're sorry. And <laughs> yeah. uh, next up, this was a rather cute one. Alan Huffman. I was hoping he was going to be on here to kind of explain this. Uh, you know, he does this uh, little program here that basically does random and actually spells the word Coco Fest. So he said that's a hidden Easter egg. They knew about Coco Fest forty years ago when I wrote Facebook. <laughs> and you look at the code, and yeah, it's it's using random, you know, type thing. But then he actually explains how the whole trick works. And this is, you know, part of Microsoft Basic because it's not really random. So okay. you can kind of like fiddle it to uh, do anything you want it to do, really. And he, you know, shows the original video that did it on the C64 using the same technique because that was also a Microsoft Design Basic to get them to spell certain things. He goes so through the whole explanation of how all that works, and I was hoping he'd be on because I didn't get a chance to fully read it and comprehend it. But uh, maybe reading. we'll get him on next week can is kind of hard, go through it, Curtis. Oh, like
5: that. that that looks like a uh, has to be read freshly after being. Properly caffeinated. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I
12: was gonna have Alan explain it so I can, you know, just sit back and yeah, you know, have it the, beer and the the choice the
5: of uh, seed. Al- <laughs> Alan Huffman doesn't need caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Alan
1: Huffman is caffeine, so
12: yeah. he turned turn it into a quivering <laughs> fork of jello if he had caffeine. Yeah, right. well, actually he does have caffeine. He has jolt coals yeah, whenever he can jolt get him. So.
6: Yeah, it's the way that he's seeding it, because once you find the sequence of bites in the pseudo-random sequence that's going to come out repeatably. You just pick your right starting point and then it'll show whatever message you've kind of picked.
12: Yeah. And then the last one, um, if you've been following Eric Gavrilec, uh he's been doing this thing. Uh, now, Display is a program that was written by a mathematician, a professor I believe actually, showing three-dimensional graphics that was done on the Cocoa 1 and 2 back in a Hot Cocoa magazine. I remember I had this program. Actually, I used to fiddle with it quite a bit. You can design points up to 26 of them and then 26 lines between them in 3D space with X, Y, and Z slash Z coordinates. And then you could rotate them on all three axes. You could zoom in and zoom out, move Mm -hmm. them left to right, up and down. And uh, he's done a a release here just, I think, last night or this morning, actually, um, where he's got the original version fixed up to run with disk. Okay. Other than that, it runs the same speed as the original did. Then he's got this new one where he's optimized it. Okay. He even added a little bit of support to the 6309, though he said it's not as optimized as it could be. And then the Coco 3 version, he uh, is using a more modern assembler on, and he also has a, uh, a special enter key thing, which basically just means it doesn't redraw, it doesn't clear the screen first. It just redraws over top, so it kind of gives a neat effect. Um, but I was going to show you guys the difference in speed between them here. Okay. Is there a way to change my share? Do I have to stop and then re-share? Mm, the chat? Maybe if you drop down under shares, you can maybe pick something else.
1: And be, just, just want to remind you to remind me when you're done, there was two more things I wanted to add to the whole MC10 thing before we move on to something else.
12: Well, if you want to do it right now, because I don't see anything here for me to let me switch. So I'll stop sharing. You can... Okay. Okay. say whatever you want to say, and then I'll I'll share the other screen.
1: So, yeah. And again, I'm not an expert. This is all new to me, so I'm just sharing with you like I'm the kid who just found out about this kind of stuff. But so the original MC 10, right, the stock configuration was 4K. Tandy sold a 16K add on where you could go up to 20K. But for whatever reason, how they designed it, the um, the video memory all worked in the onboard 4K that's on the motherboard. And so by adding external RAM, you could not get more video RAM. So you were limited to basically a 3K graphics screen on the MC10. Um, now, people have done hardware hacks where they've upgraded the internal RAM to 8K. You've seen some things like that. You've showed some videos from that. And when I was reading the article on uh, Darren's um, thing, the um, MCX wares, he was saying that, but when you do that, that Creates a problem with the MCX 128, but he showed how to fix it. That one of the pins has to go to ground or something like that. Um, The advantage of having 8K on board on the MC10 is we could now get a 6K P mode 4 type screen. And so it is possible. And with a slight change to that modification, you could then add the MCX 128 on top of that. So you could have a single page of a P Mode 4 screen plus all the extra bonus features. Now because I don't know how to do any of these things, I sent a message to Ed Snyder on Discord saying, hey, listen, I'm gonna get my MC-10s out. I would love to have one of them with a composite mod, sorry, composite mod, and would you also (laughs) be able to do that onboard 8K upgrade like is in that blog where I could still use the MCX-128? He says, yeah, no problem, just send it to me. So now that I have my two units out, I'm gonna keep one stock with the RF out, but I'm gonna send one to the Zipster to get Composite mod and the onboard 8K because there is some software written for the MC10 that does do high res graphics. Um, and I look forward to being able to play with that in one of my units too. So
12: I, I will add to that too if if, if he does another patch for MSX, I don't know if he has, but if you enable 8K for video, you can do the 6K, you know, P mode 4 or P mode 3 screen. The other thing you can do is for P mode 0, 1, and 2 is yeah. you'll have enough room to do page flipping. More pages, yeah. Yep. True. So you can actually do smooth animation where you draw it on the off off-site version of the screen, and then switch, so you you get rid of flicker, etc. cetera, too. So.
1: <laughs> doorstop ten, <Mikey. laughs> I thought no, you'd like that. No, I'm, super well, I, doorstop. I take offense 10. to that. I've been saying for years, the MC10 is an incredible <laughs> machine. It's a fantastic product. Amazing things are being done with this machine. Um,
5: hey, well, my my, my MC10 is even better because it's uh, <laughs> my MC10 speaks French. Oh, we oui. oh, you have the Alice. I have the, no, no, the micro I have the, remember, I have the mi- micro cooler, <laughs> micro cooler, uh, oh, yeah, uh, oh, ordinateur cool cooler MC10. Uh-huh. Okay,
1: <laughs> all right, Curtis, what do you got
5: for us?
12: Hey, the last one is just to show you that, uh, the Eric Averlex uh, display programs so here because I got VCC up and running. Is his
1: so... nickname on Facebook Mr. Happy? It should be Mr. Nice Guy, right? So, <laughs> you guys seeing that?
12: <laughs> I see it, yes, okay. So he's got three samples and I think these actually came on the original hot uh, cocoa, the diamond, which is the one he showed in the demos. He's got a cube and he's got the word word as a two dimensional thing, but you can flip it around in all three dimensions. So I probably won't show them all here, but uh, display itself is the original basically patch for disc display two is his optimized one display three is basically the same optimized with a couple extra features on the cocoa three, which most doesn't do too much. I'm going to demonstrate here. So I won't demo that one. Cause it's, Speed-wise the same, but I just want to show you the amount of optimizations he did. So let's switch over here. I'll run the original one first. You can see what the original hot cocoa version came out as.
1: And Simon Jonasson's done a bunch of stuff like this too.
12: Yeah. Are you doing this now or is this doing it itself? No, I'm doing it. Okay. Did you hear my keyboard? Yep. Now, this you'll see the VCC is kind of botching the colors a little bit here, but.
1: All right, we shouldn't have so a white your, border. Your Z rotation, your X. No, are now you doing this or is it doing it on yep. its own? No, I'm doing this. You just okay, hold down so the key. So, based
12: on the keys you press, you rotate it on a different. Yeah. And you can shrink. Wow. And zoom. And if you move it over a little bit and then start rotating, it'll actually rotate around the center point you've created.
1: Oh, wow. Now, I would love to oh, see, cool. is there a battle zone that does this, that has this high resolution that's already out there for the Coco? Rommel's
12: one? Revenge, uh, the dragon one, actually uses this res.
1: Okay. This is just totally reminding me of battle zone right now. Totally. Yeah. Um, so. so anyway, that's that's what the original demo. Almost looks like the Star of David right now. L'Chaim.
12: Okay. So, <laughs> so I will and exit I that mean, one. I didn't mean and David we'll run David display, display 2. This is the one that Eric's been working on.
23: I missed that,
12: Stevie. And <laughs> one bit of preamble here. <clears throat> I will mention that the original article by David Meredith in Hot Cocoa, he mentioned that he doesn't think it's possible to speed up his original routine by more than twice as fast. Home beer. And Eric took that as a direct <laughs> challenge.
1: Of of home of beer. <laughs> right, so.
12: Oh, wow. That is wicked fast. The other thing you add is you can actually rotate it on several axes at once. So let's uh, make that a little bit bigger here, and That's let's do uh, Z and Y simultaneously.
1: Z, and, oh wow, look at that! Crazy. Holy, holy crap, Ola, look at that! This is like screaming Simon Jonasson right now. We need this with the f- floating text and like 19 voice music in the background and naked boobies, <laughs> and this would be a total. Are you silent. sure you're still at <laughs> one
5: point seven nine megahertz?
1: 1.79 megahertz. Great, Scott. Uh, you can actually do some pretty cool <laughs> effects with this. Yeah, you can. That is cool. Well,
23: Imagine the, uh, the, attach, the
5: that, uh, <laughs> attach that thing to a Falcon 9 rocket.
1: Yeah, look at that <laughs> thing. That is wicked cool. Oh,
12: Spinning what, what, except what
4: CPU <laughs> speed are you running?
12: Uh, I believe this one's actually the Cocoa 1 and 2 version, so I think this is still 0.895. I'd have to double yeah, check so, there,
4: but... uh, turn on the double clock and try it. Eh.
12: That's a good idea to try, assuming he's not doing that already. We'll have to find out. But yeah, the
1: cursor is not blinking, blinking, blinking too fast. Now it is. Is it any faster? It's hard to tell. I don't know if it's frame locked Seems faster. Um,
6: faster. I think that it's not too shabby for a kilohertz machine and even with a megahertz machine, yep, it's much faster.
1: It's super smooth too because he's doing uh, he's doing a double buffering now so you're not getting any flickers, right? Hey, Brian Weasler's out there. Hey, Brian. He says this reminds him of the Star Wars too, right? So yeah, a lot of vector games come to mind here, the 3D vectors. That is, so
23: this is uh, insane. So this is, co- so this is a this co- 1 vector. and 2 program. Cocoa 1 and 2 program, but you're running it on Cocoa 3 emulation, yeah? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. so we can pump some more speed into it.
23: Yeah. So, is this about can we get this and download it and play around with it? we put yes. it on Facebook. Yeah, I've
1: got oh, a link okay. on Facebook. Yeah. Word oh, cool. to your mother.
6: Well, look at that.
1: That's yes. cool.
6: So, next, I'm wondering when Curtis starts poking at it and starts 6309ing the heck out of it even
23: further. <laughs> <laughs> You have to have uh, motion blur <laughs> it behind
14: mean, it. in surfaces. <laughs> I,
23: I don't
1: know what it's like to to do this programmatically, but I would love to see a game start off with like this flipping text that's rotating and flipping all up on your face. That would be such a cool way to kick off
12: the title screen for a game. Yeah. No pressure. The only one I've seen really do to CC Space Trek uh, by Spectral, because they have that you neon know, galaxy far, far away thing. Kind of. Oh, going and to you, see guys want to see, you guys you guys want to
1: see the view from space real quick over here on uh, the NASA thing? They're showing that.
23: Oh yeah, go for it.
20: Okay.
8: Does, it, uh, does it involve a car?
1: It's got a road.
20: Worldwide network. It's got a car. <laughs> stations to communicate with the space.
1: got some furniture. Yeah, just you'll real be real a question. I want to
20: correct myself
22: now that space I can see car. the image a little better. That's actually a live shot from the International Space Station. it oh. looked like a radio Yeah, first thing I thought it was the Dragon trunk there. Uh, but nope, well, that is not inside. So that's the and Doug are heading.
9: Uh, the, uh, oh, like
22: Neo, likes it. Saying so? Far, this is just oh, I can't even see it. He's getting one ear to me. Neo. Hey. So they've got a lot of stuff.
1: Okay, I just saw the big blue marble down there. I thought it was coming from the thing yeah
23: i'm not actually yeah. seeing what you're sharing this oh, because you know? i'm not exactly. sharing my screen never mind sorry oh <laughs> okay Right. see it on the screen just, but just not
1: imagined here. outer space looking stuff up there it was really good it was excellent it's fantastic yeah. incredible hey it's
6: on my i got it up on my <laughs> zoom oh, window
1: man okay Martin oh yeah, cool. there. yeah all right curtis sorry about that
3: that looks flat oh. to me
12: that's okay <laughs> Um, so that display program, like I said, you can download it from the link in Facebook that Eric put up, which has both versions on there. Uh, you can create your own. There's what a little the, language if you type help. What was
1: the thing about the third version? You said it was not wiping the screen or something? Can you, yeah, basically it leaves the trail behind. Can you, can you show that? Just so I, I know what you're saying, but I like to see it. I like trails anyways. Um, so instead of doing the double buffering, it's just leaving screen pollution
12: as it moves around. Yeah, it's it, to me, it honestly wasn't that impressive. but Okay.
1: Steve's having flashbacks. having flashbacks. Unrecognized. Oh, command. I'm still inside
12: the, their own language. The language itself is actually pretty easy to use. You define points based on the three coordinates, X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And you define up to 26, and then you just type in lines. So you define your points A through Z. And yeah. then you want a line between A, B, and you know D, F, or whatever. And you design that, and then you display it. And then you can run all those rotations and zooms and stuff on whatever shape you make.
1: so any of the, any of the other images you can now load up okay so so you're turning off the page flipping okay yeah. and that's got a cool effect to it as well though that's trippy yeah. yeah totally totally trippy a
6: little bit of a spirograph kind of thing yeah yeah hmm. So now I'm wondering what the madman will do with this too. Exactly. Well, he's, he's done like stuff point like Point data, line data. This sounds like note data, but in a different
1: application. Uh, yeah. No, Simon's, application. Done, Simon's done some demos like this
12: already. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: yeah. That's cool. And both of them
12: are really good programmers. So, I mean, depending on how much. I mean, Eric has said it's not as optimized as it could be yet. And he actually, I think he's planning on issuing a challenge if he hasn't already for some people to optimize certain routines that he hasn't oh, touched cool. yet. Okay. Very cool.
7: And that's hey, Curtis, the news. Curtis, it's time for you to
12: optimize. I've got enough things <laughs> on my plate. Thank you very
1: much. Dr. Dre, it's time to optimize. All right. So that's cool. Very, very cool. So that concludes news with Al Curtis Boyle. How about we take another break and we'll be back for everyone's favorite part of the show where we talk about project updates and acquisitions. Um what do we want to what commercial you know what I'm going to do I'm just going to run our little community whatever things you know the stuff that everybody needs to know we're going to run that clip so if you got to drain the main vein now's the time we'll be back in a couple
4: <laughs> Hi This is Eddie Zervinsky from Beautiful Quebec City
0: okay. Vous écoutez Coco Talk
1: As you're enjoying Coco Talk, we also want to remind you about the Coco Discord server. This is a place where people come to connect, to ask questions, to provide answers, to share information, and to socialize. So when you're done, why don't you head on over to the Cocoa Discord server, and we'll continue the conversation there. The easy-to-remember link is discord.cocotalk.live. See you on Discord. Cocoa123 is the Glenside Color Computer Club community newsletter that's been in publication since 1985. While the rainbow magazine may be gone, it doesn't mean you still can't have a cool Cocoa periodical. Head on over to the Glenside Color Computer website at glenside.com ccc.com, and then click on the documents link to view all the past issues of the Cocoa 123 newsletter. Not only can you read all of the past and present issues, we'd also love to hear some submissions from you. So if you'd like to send an article, a column, something to talk about, maybe even a program listing, send an email to glensideccc at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. The Cocoa World Map is a cool community resource where you can view Cocoa nuts from around the world. Head on over to map.cocotalk.live and see where your fellow coconutians happen to be living on the planet Earth. If you would like to submit yourself to be on the Cocoa Map, send an email to cocotalk@cocotalk.live, at CocoTalk.live And we look forward to seeing you on the Cocoa Map. Hey guys, it's Stevie Stro, and if you've been watching Coco Talk for a while, hopefully you understand that everyone is welcome to join this show. You don't need an impressive resume to get on. You just need to enjoy the Coco and be willing to talk about it. There is no wrong way to Coco. There is no wrong way to be a fan of the Coco. There's no wrong way to be on Coco Talk. You just have to want to talk Coco. So if you would like to join us, then reach out to us on our Discord server, which is discord.cocotalk.live or send an email to Talk at cocotalk.live and let's get you on the show and let's talk about the Coco.
13: Hi, I'm Tim and you're watching Coco Talk Live. And I'm playing Daggereth online like that idiot from the book.
1: Right, can you can you dial back on the condescension there as you respond there? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
9: oh, that's
1: an Oscar oh, moment right there. Oh Lord, Lord. <laughs> Lord have mercy.
13: For your consideration. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: Well, this is everyone's favorite part of the show, where we talk about project updates and acquisitions, and we blow out all kinds of hot air. Uh, I know we had uh, Jason, the Coco Man, Ricord, had said he had an update, and I think Mr. Sixty Zero Nine had an update. I was just going to show off my MC10 as well, when the time is right. So, Jason, the Coco Man, you have the spotlight, sir.
8: Oh, they spotlighted this. Um, I have a couple things. Um, not all that exciting, the first one here, but uh, last week uh, we had mentioned up, um, uh, someone on the program had mentioned uh, some things that, uh, uh, boxes. So I got, I have a whole bunch of cocoa-sized boxes. I know it's just a bunch of cardboard wrapped in plastic, but uh, yeah, it was Brian you know, the Weasler, cocoa-sized boxes Brian Weasler mentioned on the show, yeah. I believe Boise, Pete also mentioned uh, that's, that's what he's using. Uh, so I did order those from Amazon. Boy, that's really messing with the camera, that reflection. Um, but uh, I got those. I don't know what I'm going to do with 25 of them or not, but um, oh, I also have my Mark. Since Mark's uh, not on camera today, I got my Mark Overhoser uh, style visor, the uh, Harbor Freight edition, uh, you know. No expense has been spared. I think it was like four dollars. <laughs> look like before, a scary c-
2: evil doctors.
8: Yeah, that's before coupon. Then there was a twenty percent off coupon. I think, and I got I like a little that. free flashlight. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, Mark Mark Overhoser has a nice one. This is like I said. This is the Cheapy Harbor Freight edition. But uh, Cheapy yeah. ones
2: are way better than none at all. Trust me. Uh,
8: you know what? I have several of them, and uh, you know they come in handy from time to time. And nothing else. They're, they're good. They're good photo off, But uh, and then the, the other thing I did this is not exactly cocoa related, but it it, it, it it could be. I I went ahead and I purchased a uh, a Hako solder sucker. So nice.
2: So <laughs> does it suck? Uh,
8: it's a, uh, a Hako fr three hundred one. Yes, it does suck. And uh, yeah, I was asked, "Well, how's that new thing you bought?" I said, "It sucks." Yeah, so so it's not <laughs> it's not just
1: a clever name.
8: <laughs> no, it, I, 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 yeah, I, I have to practice nice some but it's pretty cool it comes yes. at, it comes with a nice uh, yeah. comes with a nice uh, uh, carrying uh, carrying case here. Wow
1: and, nice. uh, then, so you can carry the suck wherever you go
8: right and then I and then I also uh, I believe uh, Mr. David this was recommended to me by several people, some of them on our Discord server and in our group and uh, among others. Uh, is a is a great desoldering tool, and that's something I'm going to have to get good with. But it's definitely I played around with a little bit. It's an it's a nice equipment. It's worth every penny. It is. You have no, not you, cheap, have no bir- you have no burn uh, marks, no burn no marks no burn marks in, in your private area, right?
23: They're, so they're, they're Japanese made, learn? aren't they? The the are the Japanese made still or? Uh, I have to look. it used to be Japanese. So I it it's a still, Japanese it is company. Been. it did come from yeah. it
8: did it did come from HAKO USA. So. I'd have to look yep. and see where it was made. And then also there's a, uh, and I, I use a, uh, my iron that I use already is, is an older uh, Hako iron. It's, uh, but it's a 936. I don't make those anymore, but it's a really nice iron. And, um, and then uh, mm-hmm. recommend, recommended by David Ladd was the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Hako 633 uh, stand for this. Oh, so nice. you know, it comes with a great little yes. portable stand, which is great if I'm portable work, but it's just a little, it's just a little piece of metal. And you kind of have to lay uh-huh. it down on the side. Yeah. yeah. So, so this this'll, this will this this will allow me to uh, you know just kind of put it right down in here and it'll be nice station. a nice nice and yeah. docked.
23: That's a nice holster. And it's got the yeah the brass cleaner in the bottom there.
8: Oh yeah, brass cleaner. Yeah, this is that's a uh, Hako, What is it? Five nine nine B. You can buy just a five nine nine B. I have another one over there with my iron. They're like, I don't know, they're like seven or eight bucks on uh, Amazon just for that cleaner, and they're really nice. I have these. We use yeah. these at work yeah. also. So that's I. When I saw one on Amazon, I grabbed it. But, uh, not Listen. exactly Coco pr- related,
23: but
5: I think at some point it oh, will could be. be.
23: could be. It is if you're oh. taking sixty eight oh nines
5: out of 90 yeah. Yeah. Coco <laughs> man motherboards. <laughs> biz does CPU replacements now, right? I was going to ask if you <laughs> well, <up> to that.
8: <laughs> well, it, maybe at some point. I've I've done, uh, you know, I, I was using a method without, you know, being able to use a solder sucker, and I've done stuff, you know, my own and uh, one for my brother, and then I did have a special request from from someone to do one uh, uh, the beginning this year, which I did, but uh, uh, we'll see. Maybe someday. Um, it's uh, I got to I got to get good with it first. I'm not going to I'm not going to into anybody's machine with one of these quite yet.
15: This is the way you will. You will be converted.
8: Oh, it's great. So what I've seen so far, I have like a, a, a scrap PC board. I've been kind of just working with and it uh...
15: just don't let that little filter disc plug up because then it oh, yeah. will
8: start yeah, burning yeah. things. Yeah. And I, I did, I did, uh, one of the other things I did order is a, a whole other pack of filters. So. Right, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I think it came with three. I got, I got some more. Well, these just, these just arrived today. It's been kind of arriving in waves over this week, but uh, this part, the, the important re- part showed up first.
23: Yeah. You just reminded me I've got to order some more for mine actually. Those filters, yeah. I'm starting to run short on them. Yeah. I'm sure yours
8: has a different plug on it though. Yes. <laughs> it's got the I australian smiley the, face I w- yeah i wonder if yours. yeah because yours would be running off more voltage i wonder if yours is i don't know yeah, cause this harder. is 120 volts yeah 120 <laughs> volts uh 140 watts at 60 hertz yes made in japan it does say right on there made in wow. japan i guess i could have just looked yeah, i guess yeah. i could have just looked at it right yeah. here it says. <laughs> yeah made yeah. in japan I, I, couldn't be more obvious. No, that's good to know yeah good to know yeah, they're always i've yeah.
23: always been they've been, always been highly regarded in the electronics industry Right, and we we use a lot of their stuff. At you know, I, I do
8: work in the electronics industry, and uh, we use a lot of their stuff at at uh, at work. And it's it it seems to hold up held up really well. And uh, uh, you know, the other thing is, yeah, it, the cost of this, I could buy one for way less. But from what I've heard, it's like you know, if you're gonna buy two of the, you're gonna buy two or three of the cheap ones, you might as well just buy the good one. I mean,
23: there, I mean, there are yeah.
8: ones that are more expensive, but I think for what I'm gonna do, this will be fine. Oh. Huh.
23: Hako well, and Weller, Weller and Hako were t- uh, two of the most highly recommended names in. You know, they're like like crime in the in the in the automotive world.
8: You know? mm. Yeah, it, it could be. Uh, yeah, I, I don't recommend a Radio Shack iron. I will say that. <laughs> That's all I got, Stevie.
1: Excellent, excellent, excellent. Well, thank you, Jason. Uh, I believe Mr. Dave sixty eight oh nine has something.
16: Hey there how are you good 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 so yeah uh after about six months i was finally able to get myself a coco three yay.
6: yay i wasn't able to intercept it at the border so it did actually <laughs> get to him <laughs> <laughs> so fired,
16: take, take care marco picture Okay. There we go. Can you see it? Yes. It's a beauty. Wow. Eh? Okay. So here's the hardware I got. I got a nice Coco Three one twenty eight K. Deluxe Love joystick.
13: That. Love that. A monitor door.
5: Oh yeah, monitor yeah, with the door. A, that's how you know it's fake. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's photoshopped it.
6: <laughs>
16: you got a nice monitor, multi pack interface. Uh the disk drive runs smooth like a Cadillac. I was really surprised.
6: Nice.
7: Really, really oh, yes, baby. It's <laughs> the first time I put in a floppy <laughs> disk
16: in about twenty years. So uh, I was impressed.
6: Cool. Yeah. Mr. Dave Ladd sixty eight oh nine.
16: And even more impressed is
2: So Dig multipack was works with the Coco three oh. right then.
16: Now, here's the swag I got with it. Oh my God. Oh, nice. Wow. Look at that. You got a yeah. table full of oh, yeah. goodies. On the left, we got the uh, 24 issues of Rainbow Magazine. Wow. Which are really sick. Lots of OS 9 stuff. Very incredible. Um, lots of games, books, all the documentation for the joystick, for the monitor, you name it. It was an original Puyan cassette Oh with wow. the book. Um, I've got Rampage, Robocop, Malcolm Mortar, Sexter, Math Bingo, Tetris. I'm sending off to a buddy, and uh, there's 70 floppy disks, including a lot of uh, Rainbow on disk.
1: Wow, and a floppy it's disk pretty... filer there too with the flip top. Yeah. Oh. This You'll have to check the starter
16: kit.
13: Yeah. You have to check the archive to see if you have any missing uh, Rainbow on discs.
16: Yeah, there's quite a few in there. Uh, I was. Uh,
12: yeah, if you can I upload was... any missing ones to the archive, that'd be great.
16: Okay. Let's see what we're missing. Uh,
13: what was that page so yeah. uh, device uh, underneath the um, floppy disk carrier?
16: Device under the floppy disk carrier. We'll have to look at that in a second. Okay. So I never had this monitor and I was really impressed with the it.
1: CM8, yeah. That
16: yeah,
23: is a nice. so so I I one.
12: Yeah, if, if you've only ever ran composite RF, RGB is like night and day.
1: Absolutely. So Here was a
16: surprise. He's bringing
1: back. When I picture. opened up
12: the
16: Cocoa.
1: Okay six socket six b six eight b09 socketed,
6: yeah zip socket
5: that's a zip socket oh wow wow that's cool you got it easy man
16: yeah i know so it's already a 6309 that took like so that that was
1: an aftermarket upgrade there right
16: yeah it was done by uh some kind of tech shop they actually put a sticker and re-extended the guarantee oh wow and Oh, they they put right. a zero insertion force socket, so I can swap CPUs. So basically, oh. I can swap a hot swap cartridges all day, and I can just. Uh, you know, keep no the you, CPU. Can.
15: you can't it's it's just pop in a new one now
16: and <laughs> <laughs> just, just uh, then I
15: can fry the my CPU yeah, you, I don't care. what you do
1: is you just press shift at to pause it then you uh, lift up the
14: bar <laughs> a hole up in the CPU, the put it back in there do not right,
2: attempt so. this at home
1: do not
14: attempt it at all the gimme also <laughs> had the uh, locking mechanism on it
13: yeah they ran away after a few months
14: yeah look at
1: that keyboard that's sexy
13: what the heck
6: it's mr dave man
16: here comes sid so here uh, yeah here it goes i already lined up for it it's not installed yet i was just uh testing the waters that's neat. Uh, what else we got yeah that's gonna be a nice one Uh, what else we got um Okay. Acquisitions. You want to see some non coco acquisitions? Sure. It's an Arabic MSX I got from Egypt. Wow. Two cartridge slots, too. It's like a multi-pack.
1: Is that the one you Uh, posted the picture in Scream of Consciousness where you were having it print on the screen, Mr. Dave6809?
16: Oh, it's possible.
9: Okay.
1: If,
16: if, at first, it boots up in Arabic, uh, but if you hold down the control button, it'll go right to basic, and it'll boot in English.
1: I'd like to see a screenshot of what booting to Arabic oh. looks like. It's hard to imagine. Is it everything written backwards?
16: <laughs> yes, from right to left. From right I to left, right? I so. could, yeah. Huh. I could pull that up in a minute. Uh, what else? So that's my MSX I got. Um I also got a nice little Atari. Nice.
5: Wow.
6: Nice keyboard.
5: I remember those. And you can put a
6: 6809 in that.
16: That's right.
6: That's right. A Liberate 09.
16: Here is, uh, what is this? Oh, this was the test screen of the Atari. It would play music and do little video.
23: Oh, neat. Oh. Looks like a, the same screen as the Radio Shack demo has in it when it plays music. Comes up a little thing with, stay with notes on it, like that.
16: What else we got for you?
1: Sir Dave's been busy buying things up.
16: Oh, cool yeah. things, too. Yeah. Here's something fun. I got DOSBox working on my Cocoa slash. I like the black case
1: yeah you start to we start to lose your audio when you screen share like it's killing the bandwidth
16: really yeah
1: yeah I like that black case Coco hmm so, yeah, so Mr. Dave is doing things with the cocoa and the raspberry pie that I don't think anybody has done before. Who else is doing that now? Is it Frank Hogg that's doing stuff in the... Okay, look, there's the Arabic. Look at that. That is really cool. <laughs> wow.
16: <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty happy with that machine. Um, it, like, right away, it just plugged it in and it booted up and uh, I didn't have any trouble with it at all.
23: Yeah. Oh, I have And an MSX. that's the
6: MSX one that uh, is Microsoft Basic, but that was a standard that they were putting together to go across all kinds of micros. If it, mm. or is that a different thing?
1: No, that's a, that's what MSX is. It's a it's a platform.
6: No, I mean that that Arabic one is an MSX machine, right?
16: Yes. Yeah, I think it's a Daniel, uh based machine. Okay, are you are we seeing live
1: video right now, Dave? Yeah. Okay. That's my Coco. All right. That's Dave's Coco with the RGB keyboard and Raspberry cool. Pi and all kinds of stuff going on there.
16: I taught it to do something pretty cool. I can do picture in picture where it will switch to. Let's see. I'll zoom in here.
6: Locutus of Coco. Oh, look at here
16: that. Here we go. So we have the. Coco over here. Uh-huh.
1: Can we
8: spotlight David?
1: Oh, yeah. Let me spotlight you, David. Hold on one second. Sorry about that. Because you weren't videoing before. I couldn't do that before. Okay. Ah, there we are.
16: Yes. Yeah, so you can see the Coco over here, and you can see the uh, Raspberry Pi image.
1: Yeah. Who needs a gimme X when you have Mr. Dave? I <laughs> get <laughs> that.
16: I can also minimize the screen, the coco, or I can, yeah, I can scoot it around. So you could places. you have it
1: like like full screen center so like the coco's got like a wallpaper behind it or something?
16: Yeah, I could work with the, the coco right there yeah, in the middle. That'd
1: be kind of cool, have your coco center and then have like the image behind there kind of like a wallpaper, kind of like the marquees you have in MAME and stuff. That'd be kind of cool. Or a video. Yeah, live video.
16: I can size the Cocoa. Where is it? I remember which key it is. Let's go larger. I can send it in the middle. So right there. So yeah, you can do your Cocoa stuff, whatever you want.
14: Hey, Dave. How long does it yes. take the uh, Raspberry Pi uh, for the keyboard to boot up so the Cocoa is actually taking input?
16: Um. If I bother to turn the Raspberry Pi off, it doesn't take very long. Um, I had it going directly there, so it's uh, it's a little bit slow switching between video modes at the moment. That's my only problem. And now we're back on ah. the Coco. Ah.
2: That
16: keyboard is just joy. so cool. It is, <laughs> yeah. That was the inspiration for this project was. Uh,
1: Making that keyboard work like, on a cocoa.
23: It looks like a, a Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah.
16: Cocoa. And here's my <laughs> prototype video card. Wow. Yeah. It's got my own VGA. Oh, cool. And and it's using a, a composite to VGA converter. That gives me all the uh, picture and picture functions.
1: Hmm. Oh, so you're, getting, you're doing your cocoa through there to the composite.
16: Yeah, OK, so I can pull up like a command menu so I can say. Image one, so I'm on Cocoa. I'll hit image one and it's going to sh- wipe over and it'll give me nah. so it uses Raspberry Pi for stuff that um, is harder for the Cocoa to do, like obviously 16 million colors and then she'll switch right back to the Cocoa. Wow. Oh.
23: A cool so I can setup. hit
16: my Alt key, and it gives me any of the. Um, this is a current list of the uh, commands I can use.
1: I like that you called your MIDI function Korg. That was one of my earlier mini keyboard um, chips
16: I used.
9: Oh.
16: Web page. And I still, yeah, I still have my hot keys. I can like just hit a hot key.
1: Change wow. your change your color mode. Your colors yeah. burn your your fingers.
16: Oops. We don't see it very well in this video, but it's blue.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's neat.
16: Cool. Mm. You got more, or is that it? Um, I have one more thing. I guess I could show. Oh, okay. One last thing. This is a potential project.
1: Potential
16: project. Okay. I'm thinking about putting a Raspberry Pi four right in the multi-pack interface. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, so yeah, I don't need a Coco three. I could put a Raspberry Pi four in the multi-pack interface. <laughs>
1: And make a cocoa three. Photo
16: wire lift, keep cocoa. Yeah. Hmm. So that's a project concept. Don't uh, email me for one of these.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is wild. Some weird, wild, wacky stuff there. Um, very cool, Mr. Dave. You're doing some cool stuff with the Raspberry Pi, augmenting the cocoa in ways that would take just all kinds of FPGAs and everything else. Um
16: yeah, it's the that's best neat. like thirty five dollars yeah. I ever spent.
1: Absolutely. Now, who else was doing something with with the Coke with the Raspberry Pi? Was it Frank Hogg was using the Raspberry Pi to like monitor Cocoa ROMs or something like that? Or I forget who it was in the in the Cocoa Pi group on Facebook. So somebody is getting into the Cocoa Pi or getting into Raspberry Pis to interface with the Cocoa too. I think it was I think it was Frank I mean Hogg. Chris Burke. I don't Chris Burke. Chris to, Burke. Sorry, Chris Burke. Yeah. So Chris Burke is doing something like that now too. So that's kind of neat that people are doing that. Uh, and speaking of raspberry Pi's, I'll just throw out there that we're going to have a nice uh, announcement next week about the raspberry Pi cocoa project and I'll try to get Ron Klein on here to talk about that. So, so stay tuned for, for more cocoa raspberry pie stuff on next week's show. Uh, and David, how are we doing on speaking of next week's show? How are we doing on your Moog, Moog, uh, friend
23: have we lined up? For uh, that? Yeah, actually interesting that you mentioned that because, um, I don't think he's on Discord. Uh, I did ask him about that. He sent me an email with a few with some information. But what I'm planning on doing is uh, you and Curtis and i uh, and and Martin. I'll uh, I'll set up a uh, a private message on Facebook where we can all we all four of us can touch base together. Okay. And uh, and, and plan things from there. I think that may be the best way to go. But as far as I know, it's it's all still a go ahead. So. Yeah, because I
1: know Curtis was hoping to get a little bit of a bio and stuff like that, and some information so we can ask some intelligent, ask intelligent questions. questions
23: yeah <laughs> yeah that's uh, what that's why i thought it'd be good for for us all to, to touch base by a private message or something like that so i'll, I'll set that up later on today
1: okay and, uh, did anybody else have anything they wanted to update or share us share with us
23: i have two
13: things i could mention
1: okay tim Lindner.
13: so Mame 221 that got released on may 19th has uh an additional functionality for image tool i added Um, Dragon DOS support uh, so that you can import and export files from Dragon DOS disks. Excellent. Uh, Yeah, very helpful for the Dragon community. Um, The other thing is I just posted a MCX-128 driver for MAME, and that should be seen in the next version.
1: Okay. And then, so that is going to, how does that tie into well, the MCX-128, as far as the hardware functions, is it also going to support MC, like the DriveWire functionality? Yes. Okay. And how is that facilitated? Where is, is DriveWire still running on your real PC and it's just talking to it through like a Becker port or something? Or
13: Yeah, I tested it with the Pi DriveWire's MC support. So okay. it runs uh, next to MAME on the same computer.
1: Okay. So you could run a DriveWire server on your real computer that's running MAME and feed Cocos and MC10s now. Yes. And emulate an emulated MC10. Okay. Yes. That's very cool. Yep. Very very cool. And 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 then you would not be subject to having to use the MC10 keyboard. <laughs> uh, no, you
13: not. You could turn on the natural keyboard and and type, uh, type go like hot, normal people. Wild. Yeah,
1: but I do like I do like the graphics keys that you can type in from that keyboard and inject them into like print statements and basic stuff. That is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um. Very neat. Very neat. And um, and so that's version 02. What's it called? 222. It, 222. 222. Yeah, it should
13: come out in 222 next month.
1: Okay. So we'll look forward to that. 222. All right. Uh, anybody else have an update? Project update? Acquisition? Story to share? No? Uh, um, Polly Fiscarelli, were you getting ready to do something or did your camera just happen to kick in? Any updates? You're muted. Or you're muted. Your Anyone? lips move, but You'll I can't learn. hear what you say. Um, no, I'm good. I just okay. I was on
14: mute. Sorry about that. Okay,
1: no problem. We, the pink Ford references will not stop today. I promise. Um, so my there'll my be an endless my up, endless river of them. Yes. My my update was this: that I now have my MCX 128 connected to my MC10, and um, so that was kind of my project that I did today this week, and it was kind of cool. And I just, I'm looking at Ed Snyder's website right now on thezipsterzone.com and MCX-128s are available right now for $40 with the 3D printed case. And I know when I posted this video to Facebook, a few people are asking, is the MCX-128 available? According to thezipsterzone.com right now, not only is that available, but he's also got MC-10 composite mods. So if you need to get some Ed Snyder goodness for your MC-10, it's there on the ZipsterZone.com, So check that out. I'm now looking forward to getting some composite mods and some memory upgrades on one of my MC tents. Um, be like all the cool kids. Uh, cool, cool, cool. What else? Anyone, anyone? Have we done it? Have we beat, have we beat this show to death? Are we done? Are we out of things to talk about? I guess I do have a, a little
15: bit of a thing. Okay. right. I got my, uh, my, uh, Coco login going, so I can actually let's see, can I actually share a screen? That would be a question.
1: We have the technology. If we can bring NASA to this program live, I'm pretty sure you right? can share we a screen. We should be
15: able to do this. Can I let's see? Share. I'll just share. And then if I bounce down here, did you follow me to an Ubuntu desktop?
1: We have a terminal window right now. Home Rick.
15: Okay, so let's run Minicom. And uh, just kind of bang into Nitrous 9 here. Uh, And if I could type, I would log in with this totally bogus name and password. And so here, my Ubuntu desktop is into my uh, level
1: 2. Look at
12: that. This reminds me of work back in the day.
15: And here here you go with your uh, beta 5 boot, and then I do have, let's do an extended here, my very, very old floppy disk backup of H1, which I stuck into the thankfully provided uh, H1 image. And so here's stuff from 96 that I never thought I would see again, running on an SD card in uh, Cocoa
12: SD. If if you type PROC, it should list uh, what windows are on which ports too.
15: Oh yeah, here we go.
12: So there you'll see term is running the one main shell on his cocoa itself. And then T two he's logged into with the other programs that he's running over terminal.
15: Yeah. I've left an open console on the cocoa in case the serial port runs awry or something. I can, I can recover myself. Um, and then uh, I'm getting my old programs running so we can run Dynastar and sort of do, 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 in the fullness of time get the file and uh, Let's see, re-enter it. I'm having to remember all my old commands again, and yes, this is. I have to remember the control key isn't where it's supposed to be next to the A, but it's way down here under the shift key, so that I can move around. <laughs> so basically, I'm in pretty good shape. I've still got to fix the term command. You'll notice it's it's drawing slowly and difficultly. Um, everything it does is being done the hard way. So it, it it writes the whole screen, every screen. I can fix all of that. But uh, I'm starting to get my thing together here. So that's interesting. I've also redrawn all of this in a modern program, the Fast 232 board and everything, just to kind of get my chops back up. So I've got modern netlists and things in place of my wonderfully hand-drawn on vellum. Um, <laughs> drafting pin examples from before. No, so anyway, no. that's that's about where I'm at this week. I'm starting a quick, to quick question for you, Rick. Again.
12: Have you managed to find your, your latest 16550 drivers? Yet, or are you still looking?
15: I have binaries from version 0 through version 16. I can't find. I think all I've got is from my shop machine. I had a big hard drive crash, and I was trying to reconstruct it. And it seems like everything I've got is from the shop PC. So I've got lots and lots of binaries. I've got lots and lots of, work stuff. I don't have any high level like disassemblies or anything really helpful.
12: I I can make the disassemblies. I just wonder if you like the one I you sent earlier, I think was four versions old. So if you have the oh, latest believe, one found, send it over.
15: I believe 12B is the latest nitrous version. Um beyond that, what we've actually done was rip out things that weren't going to be in the final. So 16 is probably less than 12B. Oh okay. Um, but but I'll I'll zip it all together and get it to you so you can kind of figure it out for yourself, because you know much more than I about
12: drivers. OK. Sounds good.
5: Neat. And then um, I'm happy to help you get it working with uh, Mega Mini MPI when you get to that point, when you get a, a disassembly that uh, that uh, one can need and understand what's going on in it. Yeah. That was for um, uh, Curtis.
12: Yeah, no, I've got to make a mini MPI too, so I was definitely planning on doing that.
5: <laughs> neat, neat, neat.
1: Eric Canales says he just purchased the MC10 composite mod, so he's was glad to know that they're out there.
8: Um, yeah, and also, I'll, I'll endorse it. It's, it, it, it works really well, and it's not too bad to put in the composite. I think mod? The hardest thing is getting the modulator out.
1: Okay.
7: Someday I'll be able to get an MC10 when I can find one for a reasonable price.
23: mm Hmm. Well, well just to slightly do it completely off the, uh, out of the blue, Patrick, what uh, camera are you using there? The image looks really, really good, really good contrast it's, ratio, good color.
15: Well, it's a Logitech, just a regular old camera, but I've got all of my eBay lights to backlight me with a nice even glow and yeah, accentuate okay. the paid. bump on the head.
9: Nice.
15: so no, It's paid off. It looks, it
23: looks really even, really yeah, neat. It yeah. looks like a... Is super clear it's almost like broadcast camera
1: oh yeah well we've got
23: oh yeah right okay. <laughs> <laughs> that answers my question <laughs> yeah broadcast lighting Yeah, yep super yeah, cool. nice. i have
15: to shoot a lot of stuff to sell on ebay because that's my income now so nice even lighting sales product
23: yep yep no,
8: cool. no, that's I, good i could show mo- what i use for lighting yeah, uh, just to hit the other end of the spectrum here, are you ready? Oh, no. Point source. What is it? I miss it. Oh. It's, a, it's an old lamp. Ah, oh, look at that. A <laughs> oh, lamp on the old. wall. It's an old. It's, it's an old lamp. I mean, I've also got you know, since it's during the day, I've got a window uh, there that there's a lot of natural light coming in right now. But sometimes I need to supplement it, It's just this old this old lamp with an LED light bulb in it right now. I mean, this it's, old lamp. This old lamp just sitting on top of a sitting on top
1: of a cardboard box above my screen. I mean, Welcome to everyone's favorite segment of the show. Show us your
8: light. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then I've got I've got this light.
1: <laughs> oh, look at that! That's like the Pixar <laughs> work light. It you up. got your head. Yeah, it's light.
8: You got your headlight. headlight. Yeah. yeah, you, you got, got well, your are wearing? Yeah, there's actually, I took the lights oh, out. Of this put this. I, I took the lights <laughs> out of this. Uh, Let me get this thing just, back out here. here. Oh, so so really? It's, crappy little incandescent balls, but I use this uh, lamp uh, with a uh, high luminance or a high, uh, yeah, high lumens uh, LED bulb. But this lamp is just from the lamp itself is from IKEA, but then I just put a, uh, a higher uh, bulb in. What's 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 he doing? Mikey's
1: just using his uh, robot eye there. Hey, Mikey. Speaking of using that uh, that soul, yes. yes. I, I, have you made any progress on the Dragon serial cable? Because I am looking forward to trying Dragon Pi wire.
5: Oh, uh, that's going to be a long story. Okay. Um, probably, uh, <laughs> probably not appropriate for the right. middle of uh, uh, the talk. Gee, okay. I, I think
8: I think we're out of time. Yeah, yeah, that's all the time we yeah. have. Right. <laughs> See so you know, next
5: week. I, I know, I know better than even get started on that one. Okay,
1: is TTL involved
5: at all? In any
1: chance? No. Okay.
5: Oh yes, (laughs) we need to
7: discuss dry wire and TTL and Uh, asparagus.
1: Now, do you also you had mentioned that you're going to be? Is there going to be a possibility of an MC10 um, DW term?
5: There is one. Okay, so it already exists. Okay, then I need
1: I need to try that. I want to try that.
5: It's it's called the DW term MC10.
1: Okay, I need to. That was easy. All right, I would I would like to try that. Um, yeah, because the next thing I, on my list of things to play with and do that's been sitting on shelves for far too long is my Tano Dragon. I did order the composite cable for that. I do have some stock new-in-box Dragon joysticks. Um, if I can get a serial cable and I can do Dragon wire, uh, that would be kind of cool as well. So uh, in the meantime, I guess I could maybe do the Coco SDC thing if I had to. Um, yeah,
5: that's probably... That's probably your best bet right now. That's, uh, if you haven't reloaded it, it's it's actually already uh, in there, I think. Okay. What was it, slot three or four? I don't remember.
1: And then, but are dip switch changes necessary yeah. too? Yeah. Okay. All right. That'd be an offline thing to do. Yep. Um, Cool. But yeah, all these projects that exist, um, it's, it's nice to know that... Uh, you know we're still passionate about all these things and and you know sometimes it takes dumbass like me to get excited about something to make a youtube video for other people to be aware like i've been aware of everything for a long time and i just have not had time to work on it and the minute <laughs> i do a video people are like oh that's neat i didn't know about that i'm like oh i feel like an idiot because i've known about it forever and it's just taking me this long to do it so um it's good to know that these projects are getting um some more uh recognition and people are trying them out um, I just want to throw out two more things. We got a really good compliment on Facebook this week uh, by somebody who was watching the show. And you see if I can find it again to it because I don't remember who who ran the original post. But somebody mentioned uh, they showed a picture of them listening to Coco talk in the car, and then it sparked a discussion. I'm like, how did you do that? And he's like, well, I got it hooked up to my phone. And then somebody's like, well, I wish you could. I wish I had a way to listen to it. Here it is. The original post was by Wayne Aaron. So Wayne Aaron posted a picture on Facebook. Let me see if I can switch over here to the other screen. And so he posted a picture of, um, of basically him listening to Cocoa Talk in the car. And this was last week's show, everyone's favorite episode. And so then the question came up. Uh, well, how, Are you how, sharing, Stevie? Am I sharing? No, am I not sharing? That's what happens. No, you're not. Right? Okay. So there we go. So the question came up, how do you do that? You know, And so he said, well, I was doing it on my phone. And when I plugged my phone in over the cable, I got the picture. But I guess what some people weren't aware of is that Cocoa Talk is a podcast. Because I think somebody made a comment <laughs> saying, I would, uh, yeah. I would love to be able to get uh, – I have not seen any RS feed at my podcast programs. I only knew about it from uh, YouTube. Well, we have been a podcast for for many years. And so I just threw up a link to the Cocoa Talk website. So sometimes there's just things we take for granted. So the fact that we are a podcast, not only audibly, but also visually, you can get us as a video podcast on iTunes is also something you can do. And the idea there was when we went to itunes it's like well I, I was like well why do we want to throw this on itunes when we're already on youtube and it was mentioned that well you know some people don't have the bandwidth and if you're commuting or you're doing this or you're doing that it'd be nice to be able to just take it and have it offline and, and bring it with you and so so the video versions of our shows are replayable uh, on itunes you can get them from our website and if you're if you follow the coco talk pace facebook page every sunday i post the audio and video podcasts and there's links to them on our cocoa Talk Facebook page, and you can go to our website, CocoTalk Live. But yeah, so Coco Talk is live on uh, many streaming services like YouTube and Facebook, and and we're now I've also started streaming to the um, Twitter thing. Whatever that thing's called, um, I forgot what Twitter calls their streaming thing, but we're there. I think we've been flagged for fake news several times today. Periscope, Periscope, <laughs> yes. So we we are we have live Twitter videos. We're on Mixer, Twitch, Sir Mix a lot. You know, there's lots of ways to get Coco talking. You can also get audio and video replays. Um, there you have it. Oh look! Speaking of this, we have Donald Trump right now talking about space is amazing. It's an incredible thing. I've been saying this forever. We're doing amazing things in space. Uh, fantastic yeah, that things that we're doing here. So um, <laughs> paying more attention to that than you right now. <laughs> so, space Force. Space Force. Yes. Um, all right. So I guess we're gonna roll the credits. Or do we have any parting thoughts? Final words? Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller?
8: Roll that yeah, beautiful bean footage.
7: No? Yes, let's let's get this train pulled to its final.
1: Okay, and so what we're gonna do later on this evening is we're gonna do a live uh, game on stream, and we'll be streaming a plethora of Coco Space games. We'll be playing. We'll be streaming the game of the week, which is Lunar Rover Patrol, and and dozens of other Coco Gaming uh, space-themed games, including the Space Shuttle. Uh, simulator so um, Alan Murphy put together some pretty cool disc images with lots of Coco Ga- uh, space theme content that we can play through and uh, thank you all for watching thank you all for all on the panel for being here thank you NASA and SpaceX for uh, continuing to boldly go where we need to keep going beam me up Scotty there's no intelligent life here we're going to press the button and get the <laughs> flunk out of here so uh, final thoughts anyone anyone Is that it Three
5: more, more oval Team RS two thirty two TTL ESP. Right. Right, so oh, just Vig- hit the Vig- button say m- already. Say Ge- goodbye, go- go- everybody. Go-
23: everybody go- say goodbye, go- go- everybody. Say goodbye, everybody. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. This
1: concludes another episode of Coco Talk, the world's leading live talk show featuring the Tandy Color Computer. For all things Coco Talk, visit us on the web at CocoTalk.live We'd love to hear from you. Send feedback, suggestions, even segments via email to CocoTalk at CocoTalk.live.
0: Coco Talk is rocking the 8-bit world. Keeping the tandy flame alive. We may be mocked, but we'll never stop. Cause Coco Talk is rocking the 8-bit world.
1: Consider supporting the show with a purchase of merchandise from our Retro Swag Shop at 8Bit256.com. If you'd like to become a patron of the show, click the Patreon link at our website at CocoTalk.live. Coco Talk is rocking the
0: 8-Bit world, keepin' the tandy flame alive. We may be mocked, but we'll never stop, cause Coco Talk is rocking the 8-Bit world.
1: Coco Talk would not exist without the community, its cast, crew, and contributors. Thanks go to Curtis Boyle, David Ladd, Mark Overholzer, Grant Leedy, Bruce Moore, Nick Morenkes, Ron Delvo, Rick Adams, Jason Riker, Richard Lorbieski, Jim Brain, Tom C., Rob Inman, Mark Bosley, Brian Joyce, Ken Riker, David O'Connor, Brian Weasler, Terry Stegny, Nick Morota, John Strong, and many more, especially to Steve Bjork for production suggestions and James Differendafer for making my head explode. Please help support the Cocoa community by visiting some of its various contributors. A list of resources is available at imacoconut.com. That's I-M-A-C-O-C-O-N-U-T.com. The Coco Talk theme song is copyright 2008 by D. Bruce Moore and Greg Sheeler. Mixed, mastered, and produced by D. Bruce Moore. Seeing Terry Steen reminds me to remind you that no furniture was harmed during the making of this production. We're gonna press the button, Frank. Say goodbye, everybody. Uh, Bye, everybody.
7: Everybody. Hey, everybody. Bye, everyone. Have a, a great. Chef.